All right. Speaking of channel people, I'm your host, Jeff Harvey. This is Star Trek Europa. And I uh, glad you're all here. Um, you can follow me and find all the stuff that is Studio Tembo related at the link tree. Uh, Studio Tembo is lots of links there. Um, the link is in the chat. You can also find the show notes and all the other places that I put stuff. Um, let's go ahead and do quick introductions. Let's start with um, Brian. Go ahead. Um, my name is Brian. I'm going to be playing Ensign uh, uh, Yezabeth Page amongst other characters. Uh, uh, please, please do not find me. You cannot find me anywhere. You find him, you must contend with the geese. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you get past the army of geese, you have won a prize. I, I am on the fictional, uh, the fictional social media honker yes. where you just yell at people. That's all. That is the one I would play for. <laughs> All right, Kendall, go ahead. Hi, I'm Kendall, and I'm playing a variety of characters that will be gradually introduced. You can find me on Kindle NS, where you are allowed to find me. Yes. All right, Evelyn. I'm Evelyn. You can find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix. You can also find me over on Paint Feet by Night on Twitch um, every other Sunday and a variety of different I am playing the current XO and CMO, Dr. Dasavi Onayat, as well as uh, one of the security officers, Lieutenant Fiona Mills, and a uh, science officer, Rebecca O'Connor, and a lovable rapscallion uh, Romulan who, who named I forgot the, the name of. <laughs> I, no, I, I forgot the word Romulan. Ah, okay. I'm like, you. Re okay, I can get their Greek mythology, Remus and Yes, Chip. Remus and, oh, he doesn't matter. He was only the most right. important one. Um, right. All right. You know, brain squirrel. Jack, go ahead. Yes, hello. I'm Jack. You might know me from my own channel, twitch.tv slash thepeopleascension, and it's associated YouTube. Uh, come check us out. I do my own sort of TTRPG variety shows of various kind, mostly uh, RPGs Uncovered, a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it can be to learning a new TTRPG. I have an exciting new season, season four coming up uh, very soon. Hashtag asterisk TM. Uh, we're in the works getting that set up. It's going to be a game called Cyber Rats. It's basically Shadowrun, but you're a bunch of little adorable rats uh, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're in the works with that just because of how difficult this time of year can be. We're going to start sometime between next week and next year. So come hang out on Twitter with me and learn more about what's going on there uh, on more recent, uh, more reliable news, not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday after that, uh, I am looking to start up a new show with my good friend that lion night 44 over on twitch.tv slash tales from the tabletop, uh, a game of SCP uh, secure control protect. And that's going to be super exciting. Uh, and I was just on a newly released episode of parallel to anywhere. You can find that over on P2 anywhere on Twitter and go check out their links. I'll drop all of mine in the chat, but Tonight, I am excited to be playing some Star Trek adventures aboard this fine ship, the USS Europa. Uh, and I will be playing the curmudgeonly old captain, Captain Ambrose, uh, as well as a number of other fun characters like Tong and Jisa and everything is fine and nothing is going to go bad tonight. <laughs> um, again, I am your host, Jeff Harvey. 
Uh, I, we already covered where you can find me. For those of you who are enjoying this show, uh, if you're watching it live, you'll note that there are episodes, uh, back episodes coming out edited on YouTube every Monday for the next several weeks. Um, I think through the entirety of probably December, we'll have episodes. Um, we're heading quickly towards the holiday season. And when the holidays come around, the show uh, will probably go on uh, a season break. Uh, that being because holidays are brutal. So stay with us for through through some hopefully exciting stuff through the end of the season. Um, and we're not going to rush anything, but hopefully we can uh, we can make some fun things happen. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and hang out with this episode. Who has the um, recap? Evelyn, I am assuming. Evelyn has been working on building a case to do a thing. So uh, the recap is we saved Warped. Dwarf and Martok and not Martok. No. Mendek. Mendek. I, I got Please notes if you haven't. Klingon and Romulan. All right, you do this. <laughs> All right, Jack's okay. got some notes today. Uh I, I mean I usually do take pretty good notes, but Evelyn's usually our uh, our keeper of the recap, so I just let you have it. Uh, uh I'll i you this week, friend. All right. Yes. Last week. We'll see how much of what I cover, because most of my notes are my character centric. But uh, yes, we started off last week with Silva and Ladal freeing Worf and Mendek. Uh, Worf, of course, being the recently appointed uh, Star Star Trek Starfleet ambassador to Kronos. Everyone knows Worf and Mendek is uh, he, he's some big Romulan politic man right uh formerly admiral Senator, admiral admiral mendek that's what it is yeah uh let's see with that tong set a route to help everybody through the uh the prison facility that we were rescuing these people from uh made our way through the facility to the shuttle bay uh there was a short firefight in which silva just instantly stunned like a whole bunch of people again as she does she is a stunning woman uh and tong uh let's see tong stole a whole bunch of secret romulan data from the uh from the main from the main computer there, so we're we have some cool Romulan data to play with. After that, we took one shuttle, Mendex sabotaged the other one so they couldn't follow us, and we flew away. We flew out of there. Uh, I believe the plan was to go try to figure out where uh, the other Romulan female prisoner was. We kind of went up into orbit. We saw a whole bunch of problems. We kind of meandered over uh, in the general direction of that other northward facility. And learned that uh, the prisoners there, or at least the one prisoner we were looking for, maybe there was only one person there, uh, was already transported up to one of the new Valdor-class warbirds in orbit. There was six of them there uh, under the command of the Tal Priex uh, sub-commander. I have this name somewhere. Somewhere. Commander Aren. Subcommander Aren, I believe, of the Tal Preyx. Uh, <clears throat> with that, we were uh, there were there were two other Romulan shuttles slash little fighter craft things that decided they were going to fight us. Uh, we 
messed up our own shuttle, make it look like we had taken damage, played around with communications and bounced some false uh, shield metrics off of these other incoming Romulans, turn them into turn their signatures into something looking not like Romulan. And the Warbirds blew them up and we were invited to uh come repair our ship on one of the warbirds, not the warbird we needed, uh, which made it super difficult. And while we were twiddling our thumbs trying to figure out how we were going to get to the correct warbird and get uh, get this other prisoner, they decided that they didn't like us stalling that much and started firing. So we faked blowing up our ship, warped out of there and hid behind an asteroid for a while. And I believe we left off. This is all covering just just the Tong and Silva stuff. I'm sure we did other things, but other people might need to might need to jump in for that one. Uh, but we left making a mad dash towards the Europa, uh, who had been following Ambrose's weird lullaby based psychic connection with Toshari uh, into that into that same system. There was a there was a short, confusing firefight between the Europa and four of these very new warbirds right on the border of the Romulan neutral zone, right in the backyard of two of our Starfleet stations and outpost and an actual uh, star dock or whatever it is, Starbase. Uh, we got the shuttle into the shields, beam the people out, set the shuttle away. It was supposed to go off on autopilot. And then Silva decided to be a big damn hero and try to get herself killed. Uh, Tong was not going to let that happen. And as the ship was blowing up and she was getting vaporized into the blackness of the void, uh, Tong pulled all those pieces together and brought her back on the ships as because she's not allowed to kill herself. And I believe that is more or less where we uh, where we ended. Uh-huh. The Romulans blew up the ship. They cloaked. They left. Yep, that was pretty much That's it. That's what I got. Um, anybody else want to add anything to that? That seems pretty comprehensive. Nope. All right. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and uh, start from there. Let's pick up directly where we left off. This is going to be um, pretty much one of those episodes where we uh, cover the onboard ship stuff and uh, all the loose ends that we needed to clean up that we have let dangle. Um, so the crew is back aboard the ship. Europa is uh, supposedly safe in not neutral territory, but not necessarily Federation space. Um, uncontested. Kind of a, a, un, yeah, it's somewhat contested space. Um, the away team is back on board. Worf and Mendek are probably being seen off to their quarters. Things are starting to settle down on the ship. Uh, people are starting to get back to, uh, not routine, but the crew, the, the way team has gone off to the sick bay to get checked out. Uh, we can have some stuff in there if we want to. Um, oh, yeah. Tong got beat up bad. <laughs> yes. Um, there also is a prisoner. A, a, a There is a known Romulan spy aboard the ship now. That's a thing we can yeah, do. Yeah, maybe a good starting point would be just figuring out what we're going to do with Lodal. Yeah. Um, let's start in the sick bay with Tong, uh, heading in and, uh, we can have either Daphine or Daphine and Dasavi can be there to, uh, help address some wounds. Um, yep. and we'll send all three of the main characters, three of those, three of those characters to the sick bay to be checked out for whatever reason, which can also result in someone calling the security team on the doll. <laughs> so let's start there. Um, but you guys are escorted into, uh, by, by the, um, 
whatever security team would normally be there to down to sick bay. Uh, the doors slide open. There's not a lot actually going on. The sick bay is clearly prepped for um, for mass casualties, as the red alert had been going off for quite some time. Um, and there were a bunch of Romulan warbirds that we all thought were going to be shooting at us. Fortunately, right. they did, but not in a particularly bad way. Um, so in slides Tong and company, and Daphine can see that uh, Tong is in some, has seen better days. So go ahead and go from there. Lieutenant Tong, if you don't stop swerving, this disruptor burn will uh, will scar, and your your you'll have a very uh, unsightly gash on your forehead. Well, fine. You seem to you seem to become quite uh, banged up uh, with whatever you're doing. Right. Yes. Um, standard scientific investigation Starfleet stuff. I just bumped my head on a power conduit. Ah, I see. So, so these, the power conduit burns just happen to look like disruptors. Yes. Um, new experimental design. Very powerful power conduit. Exactly. Truly amazing how that works. You would think they would make these stingless. Um, I believe they decline to remove any, to remove all of the to fully employ anesthetic qualities because they want to encourage us to be more careful. I see. Well, uh, you would certainly be an interesting person to uh, propose that. Last I heard, uh, you were under arrest at a Starfleet, uh, Starfleet intelligence facility. Enjoying their accommodation. Well, I hope you. I hope you. I hope you enjoy our accommodations. Uh, the Europa has lovely. I for I for one am not going to be drinking any drinks you have to serve anytime soon. You wound me. N- no, it, it, I, I the Romulans did that quite handily, or uh, the the who. The, she says, the uh, the power, uh, the electroplasma power conduits seem to have done that quite handily in my absence. They created the physical scar, but there's no hypo spray in the world that can heal the internal wound, the wound to my spirit. Well, I'm afraid we don't treat that here in sick bay. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Tong, uh, I believe you are. Uh, I, I believe you're ready to go. Uh, I've already. Uh, I've already sent it, uh, Lieutenant Sil- Silva. Uh, I need to figure out what I'm. Go- what the captain. Uh, what the what the command wants to do with you. She says to Law. 
So I'm happy to offer my services. Right, right. Um, well, uh, I should be going then, I suppose. Do you want me to do a roll to, to treat the conditions? Do you have any conditions? No, he doesn't have any conditions. Okay. Then, uh, yeah. About no that conditions. Time is... I just only had one pip of health left. <laughs> right. Um, about that time is when, uh, where it's like Koba and the uh, SSH come in to collect Mr. Ladal and take him to not his quarters. Well, because his, his quarters, his new quarters. His quarters. Uh, as his, he is. Bring colored quarters. As Hong is leaving and the security is coming in, Ladal will call out. It was a pleasure fixing power conduit, Lieutenant. Oh yes, um, you you uh, you uh, certainly have quite a bit of expertise with new experimental um, conduits. I'd be happy to compare notes. I I will I uh, I suppose I will pass along your um. I'll 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 tell to, I'll tell people that uh you know you were you were helpful. Appreciate. Right. Seems like a good place to wrap up the scene. Yep. Let's go ahead and go to opening credits. Okay. Emotionally. All right. Um, with that, we get back, and uh, I can't make Foxwell's pseudo picture that we never actually put a picture in for because who cares about Foxwell? His little, his little blue meeple. Um, heads up to uh, the captain's and ready room to speak with he, uh, Ambrose. He, he's been stuck in his little evil library so long. We all forgot what he looks like anyway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He doesn't come out and actually spend time among the people. <laughs> no, he's His face is actually just that icon. <laughs> yeah. So he um he comes up on the bridge and um uh, uh, Captain, um may I speak with you in our ready room in, in, in your ready room, please, for um a moment. Of course. You guys slide into the ready room. He slides up into your DMs there. Um <clears throat> Captain, um I believe that I have completed as much of the research on this ship as I can. Uh, I need to return to Daystrom to um, uh, to give my recommendations uh, regarding the Eva project um, and, well, Eva herself, but in all the project as a whole and where I think it is going, um, I believe that Dr. Maddox uh, is awaiting for a, a, a direct report. Very well. I trust all this time you've spent in library access has been 
fruitful. I've learned a, a great deal uh, about the way Eva um, interacts with the crew, and and um, I've put a great deal of thought into the potential uh, implications of sentience in uh, in the machine. Uh, I know that several of your crew members are quite uh, fond. They've quite almost literally anthropomorphized um, the ship, um, or at least the program that runs inside of the ship. Uh, so yes, uh, I've learned a great deal. I still hold that uh, a, a reset of Eva's uh, systems would serve well, uh, but I believe we are likely beyond that at this point. Um, my recommendations to, uh, to, to the Daystrom Institute and to Starfleet as a whole uh, barring additional research, obviously, uh, would be to uh, to terminate the uh, the EVA program, uh, the the, uh, the the project, the Synapse project. Well, I suppose that is a conclusion that you could draw. I would be. I have no stake in this project, in the Daystrom's findings, in your own experimentation or Maddox's expression of artificial intelligence. All I know is that my ship works well. But I would caution that you've spent a great deal of time behind computer consoles and very little time outside of that library access room. You say you've, you feel like you've gotten a holistic view of the EVA program, but you can only learn so much from the ones and zeros. Of course, uh, we, when we return to Daystrom, we'll be reviewing all of the logs, um, both your, uh, your command logs and your staff's command logs and interactions and, and, um, the, the functionality of the of the vessel um my biggest concern I'm, though is is the potential for uh if the crew has is right in any way and this is a potentially sentient creature um it brings up an interesting conundrum of a ship that was commissioned by starfleet being a sentient creature who did not choose to be in starfleet who is subservient to the whims of people placed at the top of it by Starfleet. Um, I don't think that we have fully explored the ethical implications. And while I don't believe that Eva is uh, sentient, uh, there is certainly some concern amongst your crew. Um, and that is something that certainly needs to be discussed further. Um, the ship functions quite well. There's been virtually no uh, uh, signs of uh, failure in the system, uh, other than a few minor hiccups here or there, but any starship has its problems. Um, yes, that is my... It, if your crew is right, 
the potential to enslave an entire race of ships could be uh, something that we had not really planned for. I'm sure you have my logs, and you'll see that I've raised such concerns and many more in my own time aboard this ship. I won't disagree with you, Lieutenant. This was a problematic endeavor from the start, and I think the scientists and engineers at the Daystrom Institute put the cart before the questionably sentient horse here. But we have what we have at this point, and we'll have to new life and new civilizations. I'm sure we just never anticipated being the one to determine whether something we made qualified as such. There's a lot of problems with a sentient being with the power of a starship. Agreed. Again, I contest that it is in no way sentient, but a good facsimile. But that is not for me or you to decide at this time. I have the data that I have. I will take it back to Starfleet. I believe that, that uh, Eva, uh, the SNAP system is running um, with the modified programming that you requested, uh, the Starfleet education that you had requested. Uh, I believe that everything is now in full working order um, and you no longer have need of my services. Um, there is still some uh, argument, to, argument to be made to have uh, a liaison with the ship itself. Uh, uh, unfortunately, with the, the relocation of uh, Shabaraneva uh, and mine now going back to Daystrom, uh, you will be forced to find someone of your own crew who can do that. I do not believe Daystrom has anyone else to spare at this time on this project. Although, I may be wrong. It has been a pleasure serving aboard the ship with you and your crew, Captain. I, um, I hope I never have to do it again. I'm sure you are looking forward to getting back on solid ground. Um, I, I'm looking forward to no longer uh, um, dealing with unpredictable people. Um, the nice thing about scientists in Daystrom is, uh, well, I mean, there's a reason they're there and not here, so. Of course. Uh, I well, will be disembarking when we arrive at 234. Um, do you have anything else for me in the meantime? Uh, if not, I was, uh, I was going to take some time to read. I don't believe so. Uh, please do log your findings in the ship's computer, and I'm sure we will follow up. I'm sure Starfleet will follow up with Daystrom and tie me into any discussions pertaining to my ship. I have no doubt. Uh, obviously, if um, if my recommendation is heeded, um, uh, Europa would be decommissioned. So that would be, they would certainly have to let you know. 
Good day, Captain. Lieutenant. That will be the end of Foxwell. Does anyone else have anything for him? <laughs> or at least hey. the end of him for a while. Who knows? He may turn back up. Who knows? Does anyone else have scenes? That was pretty much, I have one more and it's not, we're not ready for that one yet. Right. What's that, Brian? I'd love to see something with one of Gendel's characters. Yeah, we can do that. We could also have the conversation between uh if there's any conversation between Ambrose and Wasavi. I don't know if we have anything left uh -huh. for that. Um I, I do. have I have the Admiralty will be contacting later, just so that you don't get too far ahead of that. Um but so there will be something about that, about about the 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 fate of everything shortly. I just don't want to get that this early in the in the session. So yeah, no, I've got I've got stuff for the conversation with the Savi and Ambrose. Unfortunately, I don't have as much stuff written down as apparently I thought, but I we can play it out. We'll see if I can make enough of a case. All right, well, let's go ahead and do that then. Um, we'll throw the Savi and Ambrose. Uh, I'm guessing you guys can have it anywhere you want, but um, probably the ready room. Probably, or... yeah, most sense. So there hasn't been any new developments on uh, Desavi's not yet trial. Nope. Um, the recommendation Harris was going to make a recommendation. That's the last place we left that. So um, you contacted the the Admiralty, put your two cents in, which we did off camera. Um, but nothing has come from that sentence. We've heard nothing from Admiralty. There's been no ruling on Dasabi's status. Um, you're kind of in limbo on that at the moment. As I, I think I'm waiting on a lot of reaction to the things that have already happened. So I don't, sure. I don't have anything until more story beats fall into place. Right. But mm. we can have this conversation now if it feels like Dasabi would. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty much... She is pretty much of, of the opinion that at best she's going to be demoted. Um, so this was this is a yeah, this is a conversation that she would be compelled to have while she has the opportunity to have it. Okay. Um all right, so she will hang the ready room door. As, as Fox was leaving and he right. kind of ducks you entirely in <laughs> I was gonna smile as I had him, but fuck off. <laughs> Dasavi wasn't one of my characters that was mad at him, but alright, I guess she's now. I think he's more afraid of you than anything else. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> oh. Alright, so the door uh the door chimes. Get out of here, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Door, door chimes and slides open and uh, Ambrose is making himself a tea or something that he drinks. Some kind of flavored beverage. Uh, Captain, a word if you have a Of course, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Commander. Did I get super devoted? What the hell? <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's it's always been fuzzy how they uh, how they address lieutenant commanders. I feel like sometimes it's lieutenant, sometimes it's commander. Very rarely they use the full lieutenant commander. <laughs> right. I think it largely depends on how mad you are at the person at the time. If yeah. you're doing well, you call the commander. If you're doing poorly, you call the lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see we, you've been speaking with the admiral. <laughs> we, we've been making a big point in the last few episodes that she's not actually a commander. That's kind of like one of her main right. points of defense. So I mm. went with Lieutenant. Anyway, Doctor. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, for you? I wanted to talk to you about something that I've been meaning to bring up for quite a while. Uh, unfortunately, has other things have kept us quite occupied. But I'd like to handle it while I have the opportunity. Proceed. Um, Ensign Hage. We had briefly discussed a while back that perhaps she should be looked at for a promotion. I think despite some recent pickups, she has served Starfleet quite well. She has taken initiative on a not insignificant number of projects and missions. Um, and she's proven herself to be quite intuitive and ingen ingenuitous. It's a word. It's a word now. What's that? I think it's ingenious is the ingenious is different ingenuity. Yeah, ingenuity, but what is the that what is what is the adverb of ad, adjective? Adjective. I don't know. I don't English ingenious? today. Ingenious. <laughs> ingenious isn't the right word. Yeah, I'm enough. fair positive. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Well, a discussion about the difficulties of now old English side. <laughs> you, you can see there's you can see and feel that there is a clear shift in Ambrose's sort of demeanor mentality. Um, the the meeting with the meeting with Foxwell went about as well as he expected, and he didn't say anything to Ambrose that really jarred him at all. Um, yeah. And and so so coming so he he was in a fine, relatively relaxed, maybe contemplative attitude when you came in, and that's kind of he's sitting up a bit straighter. He's he's blocked off a bit more of his uh, his his emotions uh, a bit more. Ensign Yesbeth Hage has been an interesting an interesting look into the nuances of being a trill in Starfleet. Indeed. We did have this conversation quite a while ago, back when 
Ensign Yesbeth was not Ensign Hage. The distinction is one that I don't have the personal experience or understanding to make, but to me, they feel like two, three, or more different people. If we were talking about Ensign, H- Ensign Yezbeth, I'd probably agree, but we're not anymore. I believe, given her previous experience and record as Ensign Yezbeth, whatever her previous surname was. Cherka. Cherka. Yes, given her record as Ensign Yezbeth Cherka, she performed admirably, perhaps even above and beyond the rank of Ensign. Since that time, there have been disruptions in her performance, in her personality. And her to be expected. It is to be expected. There I would have been astonished if there was not a transitioning period. I was honestly expecting it to be more difficult than this. But I did see a lot of promise in Ensign Cherka. That's why I fought so hard to keep her on the crew. More than once, she threatened, threatened. More than once, I had to talk her down from leaving her commission. I encouraged her to stay with Starfleet after the joining. I did see a lot of promise in Ensign Yezbeth Chirka. And I still do. But there's been the complication of Captain Hage losing three pips. There has. And his body and Jurad. As I said, this distinction, what is a trill? Who is a trill? Which person am I talking to if there is a distinction at all is not one I can make. But I do know that Ensign Yesbeth Hage's performance of late, while in line with the duties of an ensign, has not gone in recent missions above and beyond and has shown a difficulty in understanding and following the chain of command. I do agree there has been some difficulty in her adjustment with the chain of command. I think the lack of severity of disruption that we have seen is a testament to her character, to her dedication. Do keep in mind that she never wanted to be joined. She never went through the training that the Trill go through when they're when they are supposed to be joined, when they are meant to be joined. She was not chosen by all technicalities by the symbiote. 
she wasn't that. rejected, but she's flying blind. That's very true. I think in her position as a member of the Trill people, she has performed exemplary in her cultural duty in the decisions that she made. But her decision to take on the Hage symbiote, in my mind, this may seem callous, but in my mind is a cultural distinction and not a Starfleet distinction. She was under no obligation, expectation to take on the Hage symbiote. No implicit obligation. However, I do think that the understanding that if a if an available thrill was present and could have saved the symbiote and chose not to, there are some diplomatic repercussions there to be considered. And those diplomatic repercussions would not have been on the shoulders of an ensign. And quite frankly, I'm not sure there is much diplomatic repercussions. The Trill people have been ingrained in Starfleet for quite some time. The Trill Symbiosis Commission understands that Trill are lost aboard starships. Hmm. They are lost in service of Starfleet. It is part of their duty. It is part of their expectation when they take their oath. And another member of that species is under no obligation and should be given, in my personal opinion, no Starfleet exemplary merit for taking on a cultural Culturally, I'm sure she is a hero. Perhaps not the Symbiosis Commission is choosy. But she did save Age's life. She did. And if I were a member of the Trill Symbiosis Commission, I would give her a medal for that. But that is not part of her duty as a Starfleet officer. Should it be listed in a record? Certainly. But I don't think that one act alone. No, and it's not that act alone. Uh, over, that... I don't think that one act alone over, overweighs the difficulties and liability that she would be in giving her a promotion and more responsibility at this time. I think there is some merit in the closer oversight that higher-ranking officers receive. Uh, I also think that the fact that even though it took persuading on your part, it sounds like, she did go against Trill Protocol. She was all but ordered to go back by Trill people. And she chose to stay in Starfleet. She could have gone home. 
It could have gone back with her people, whom I'm certain are less than thrilled. But her dedication to Starfleet shone through. With some convincing. With some convincing. The same convincing that myself, you, and probably others have had to hold her hand through multiple times over the length of her commission here. I'm not arguing that what she did wasn't impressive, wasn't a miraculous deed. But it's not on my criteria for what makes a good officer. Not solely. No, not solely. But I think that coupled with her quick thinking at DS9. Her quick thinking That was long before Hage. It it was. But it shouldn't be discounted. No, it shouldn't. And her quick thinking and quick action with Lieutenant Tong, uh, both in retrofitting a, a torpedo to serve as a relay through a wormhole, and reconfiguring our transporters to get our crew back safely through a wormhole, are also things that should be taken into consideration. She not only saved three lives, but she kept the Borg from, or possibly more importantly, kept them from becoming Borg. I make no, I make no argument that she's not good at her job. She is excellent on the sensors. She has a quick mind when it's in the right place. Uh-huh. If we were looking at simply the pros, if we were looking at simply her merits, yes, she would deserve a promotion. And one that I would have agreed to months back. But we're not only looking at the positives, we're not only looking at the merits. I would not go as far as to say that she is unstable, but she has had difficulty in understanding and enacting her own self-identity. She has had difficulty identifying who she is sometimes, how she should act. She has been questioning. She has been insubordinate. And I believe that the lack of reprimands that she's had is a testament to the leeway that we are giving her in this transitionary time. I understand she is going through a lot, and I am making those considerations. But because of those considerations, until that transition is over, I don't think she can uphold the responsibility of a higher officer. She does her current position very well. Her current position that has 
expanded. She has been given more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, but there are other ensigns on the bridge. There have been other ensigns in Starfleet who have taken on these responsibilities. There have been other ensigns that have gotten commendations far above what she has and not received promotions. This is about reliability, trust. This is about more than just performance. Do you and I'm not asking bear with me. This is going to seem very non sequitur. Do you have access to Lieutenant Commander Harris's report? Parts of it. Not in its entirety for obvious legal and chain of command distinctions. Of course. Look through it. I've not, obviously, I don't have access to it. Understandably so. But look for his interview with her. When he called me in for my interview, the emotions rolling off of her were... Not quite guilt, but there was something there. I have a suspicion that whatever he asked her, he answered honestly. As a proper Starfleet officer should. Exactly. And trying to put feelings into words. She answered honestly when it was difficult for her to do so, when it put her in a difficult situation. And again, as as you said, as a Starfleet officer should, but you... You speak of reliability. If I'm right, if my read on that situation is accurate, I believe his accounting of that interview will will bear that out. I'll review it. This has been a busy time. It has. For us. Especially these last few weeks, there has been a lot to contend with. And sometimes it feels like these last few weeks have gone on for nine, ten months or so. (laughs) It's difficult to prove a negative. I do not want to hold her back because she used to have authority problems, identity problems. 
uh-huh. performance issues. But the absence of that does not, in my mind, prove that that problem has been solved. It doesn't mean that there hasn't been steps towards that. What it comes down to, I believe, is, in my line of thinking, a promotion accommodations, more responsibility should not be used as an incentive to do better. It should be a reward for already having done better. I agree. You can sense there's a lot going on in his brain right now. So he's he's just going to uh-huh. sit there for a little bit. I hold she does. She has done better. But I do also see your point in acting outside her authority. I need to know who I'm giving that promotion to. If I'm giving it to Ensign Yesbeth Chierka, if I'm giving it to the now drastically demoted Captain Hage, or if she has indeed finally figured out who Ensign Yesbeth Hage is, I have not seen that. I will admit that she's not had the opportunity to demonstrate that to me in any major way but we're talking about a drastic change in her life over the course of months when ensigns can go years before promotion true i think it's premature but i will take this well-crafted argument in consideration appreciate it sir I certainly would not want to flat out deny it. I just don't know if now is the right time. Understandable. Perhaps I'll be proven wrong. In our next, in our upcoming missions, we should certainly find a way for her to exemplify herself. Agreed. there anything else no sir thank you for fighting so hard for the merits of your crew always right regardless of my no good regardless of my rank or standing aboard the ship that is Foremost. I will always appreciate your input. I have a lot to think about and a lot to review. Dismissed. She will head out. Okay. Place to stop that scene.
Um, Brian, did you see my, my message here real quick? Oh, no. On Discord? Yeah. Um, I was just uh, looking for a way to get uh, some of their characters in a couple scenes. Um, let's, do we have anything that Tong and Silva wanted to discuss? I mean, that was kind of a tense moment where, you know, there was some beaming out in your death and we've had some time to settle things down. The time is kind of vague at the moment. So, um, time is definitely passing. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, let's start with, let's, let's see if we can do something with that. Um, um, let's say, I don't know where Silva would be in all this. I don't know where she's at mentally with uh, with her moment. Um, where do you think she would have gone after getting back to the ship and getting cleared by medical? I think she would probably jump right into interrogating the Romulan. Uh, not necessarily like a give us all the information you know, but like a debriefing, if you will, trying to get whatever information we can from him that might be useful to start with intelligence. From Mendek? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mendek would be probably held in, uh, probably have his own quarters though, but he would certainly understand a debriefing. Um, who else do you think would be good at it? I think certainly Mills would be there for a debriefing. Um, would Mills be there for the debriefing? This was a top secret mission that she was oh, not a part of. True. Yeah, true. no, she would not. Like, I, there's a lot right. I want to do. But there's yeah. a lot we still need from Starfleet in, a, in order to do this. Like, Thomas is gone, the commanding officer. Right. And only, the only person who knew anything about that mission is not That's with us. That sounds like a delightful conversation to have in character. Um, let's go ahead and... Mendek probably won't say anything for the, for the moment uh, uh, as he's awaiting some Starfleet feedback. Um, I'm going to assume that Ambrose has let Starfleet know that they have Mendek and Worf. Um, that way we can get back with that. Yeah, so there, there was a huge burst of, of transmission once yeah. the Romulan scrambler communication right. scramble was down. Um, so let's go ahead and assume for the moment that uh, at the moment Mendek is in his quarters, I'm guessing a security team would be in front of those quarters, not allowing anyone to go in at the moment. Um, but that doesn't mean that Silva isn't trying to get in or isn't wanting and chomping at the bit to get in. Um, I mean, she wouldn't force herself in, in there, but like, that's definitely what you would want to do. Right, right. More that's forcing, right. like being a hovering, you know. Um, Naturally, Ambrose would make this difficult, but I know Brian is annoyed by Ambrose being difficult, so... <laughs> Um, I'm not going to let her go, not go in there, but like certainly like trying to get in, like being present and wanting to go there when uh, when that's a good time for Tong to come along and uh, try to calm her, maybe or 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 dissuade her until we have a chance for uh, uh, for uh, Starfleet to get back to them, because uh, I mean, it would certainly make sense for Silva to be a part of that interrogation, um, but I think uh, Starfleet getting back to people and and having a, a broader scope on that interrogation would be good. That way I can get more people in the scene for the interrogation. Makes sense? I, I suppose I'm just not sure why why people would be opposed to her doing it in the first place, I guess. Um, because she's a lieutenant and he's because a, she's a lieutenant <laughs> and he is a top right. secret mission 
uh, asset and a Romulan admiral. Yeah. <laughs> like he is on the most secure lockdown possible, and we are 9.975 to the nearest star base right now. Right. Sure. I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think she would definitely see it as, well, this is my mission. <laughs> yeah. Which is absolutely why I can see her being there to want to do it. Uh, yeah. But not being able to go in just yet because of those other things. Um, I think that would, I think that's a good frustrating moment because um, it is so your talk, mission, but only kind of your mission. So talking with Tong about it? Talk, that so, and, you know, the fact that you almost killed yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, okay. And so. Uh, the way I see it is you're probably in the area. Probably there's a, there's a lot of lounges in the, at the ends of hallways in the, on the ship. Um, I think I've shown those a couple of times. Um, Probably sitting in the and uh, sitting in one of those lounges at the end of the hallway, uh, watching that room uh, when uh, when Tong finds you. Okay, so she's going over the information. She's like writing down everything she she know and saw uh, for Starfleet uh, intelligence. You know, writing her report. Uh, uh, when Tong uh, comes by, she'll. She'll say, uh, don't even bother. They won't even let you in. Corridor lounge. That's the corridor lounge right there. For those uh, of you who are watching on the screen. Yeah, Tong, Tong has has a Star Trek pad that he is just clutching to himself. And he is like power walking down the corridor, uh, probably not long after getting dismissed from from Med Bay. Um, um, what? Well, if you're anything like me, you you feel the need to go talk to that high-ranking muckety-muck. Uh, get some information from him. But no, apparently, we're high-ranking enough to risk our lives, but low-ranking enough that we can't talk to the person we almost died for. Um... I don't I don't really know what what to say to that. I mean, I, the, There's nothing to say. Don't worry about it, Tom. I'm not mad at you. I mean the, the, those aren't like super important people, right? Like that like that was that was Worf. Like everybody knows Worf. Yeah. And we just said we just got his butt out of a Romulan prison. Yeah. But I I I I don't really have any uh any 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 um real real desire to i don't know interrogate or, or debrief wharf that 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 sounds a little a little above me right now really. aren't you aren't you trying to figure out why we it was so important for uh two people uh completely with no with zero knowledge about what was going on to be put on this mission Aren't you at all curious? We don't. We don't even know what branch of the service uh, Thomas was under. Well, he was intelligence, wasn't he? Uh, I've been able to find no record of him. If he's in intelligence, isn't that the point? No, Starfleet uh, intelligence is a branch. He had the turtlenecks. <laughs> Well, that he did. 
product. Black com badges. Yeah. I I want to know what's going on. I think we deserve to know after everything we went through. Well, I I I I kind of feel like Thomas made it pretty apparent that I was mostly there because of my uncle. Uh, I don't know about you though. But you know, you're Annex Maki like super operative or something. So what you make you, more sense than I do. What are you talking about? You're secret agent Tom. Of course you were supposed to be there. Well, now I am. Well, you were before. Look, if if I I don't know why we've picked out, but I don't think I don't think it was because of your uncle. Might have been a nice little bonus, but I think they picked you out because you're you're you, you know how to get things done. You found the spy aboard aboard the ship. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Look, I it's, I I think Starfleet Intelligence would be happy to have you. Tong's been keeping his distance during this conversation. Like you're down on one of the lounge tables, and he's just kind of a few feet away, like twitchily looking around, clasping onto this pad. And I think he's gonna you know, look around and quickly shuffle on over and take a seat, like move the pad over to the window side of the discussion, move it onto the table. I um, you know, I found some stuff while I was down there. Yeah. Yeah. Come, give it here. Let's take a look. Slide over this. Uh, I imagine Matt Black <laughs> secret agent uh, intelligence pad. <laughs> Actually, it's probably, you know, a Romulan pad. <laughs> anyway. Oh, this is gold. Yeah, there was. um. There was a lot of information there. Um, yeah. Schematics. Prisoner records. I haven't really been able to parse through it all that much, but if you're looking for something specific, it, it, it might it might be in it might be in there. I'm also pretty sure we're super not supposed to have this. Yeah, probably not. Don't I look. We'll make sure it gets to the right people, and that right people is Starfleet. I don't know who Thomas was working for, but uh, Starfleet is uh, needs this information. Yeah, just have to make sure it's um, secure first. Make sure there's not any um, super hidden Romulan viruses or anything. So we'll have to go through it. Yeah, of course, and we probably got to decrypt it, decrypt at least some of it. Yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't be all that useful to to, to intelligence if they can't read it. So, I, I mean, between the two of us, we could probably get that done. She'll lean over and give him a punch on the shoulder, and she'll say, "I like the way you think, Tom." Thanks. Me too. I'm Seems not like really exactly sure what to do with this, though. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, 
well, let, let's figure it out somewhere not 10 yards away from the highest security position in this sector of space. Uh, agreed. Seems like a good place to wrap up the scene. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys go off to do, to do some of that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, unless anybody else has anything at the moment, we'll have some time get uh, flowing by. Um, a few hours pass. You're getting pretty close to Starbase. You're pretty much at Starbase 234 or, or getting pretty close to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Ambrose is in his quarters uh, when uh, a message comes across from the bridge uh, that uh, Admiral Arlani is requesting a private channel. Uh, put him through to my writing room. Let me get the Admiral up here on the screen. The Admiral comes on. Uh, on. Let's see. Here we go. Nope. Here we go. Turn the button on. There we go. Admiral Diego Montoya comes up on the screen. Good evening, Admiral. Which of the many conversations I assume you would like to have, would you like to start with? (laughs) Let's start with uh, your guests, uh, Mr. Worf, uh, Ambassador Worf, and uh, Mr. Mendek. Um, We're going to begin in... in, uh, uh, I'm going to leave it to you and your crew to begin an investigation. I'm going to... I'm going to read you in on a mission. Uh, the one that recovered uh, Mendek and Worf. Uh, and then I will leave it to your crew to get some initial uh, interrogation. Obviously, once you arrive at Starbase 234, they will be turned over, or at least Mendek will be turned over to Starfleet Intelligence there. And we will do further debriefings, but I believe. There may be information that you may want, uh, that you may be able to benefit from, that Starfleet as a whole may be able to benefit from, that the former Admiral Mendek has. While while he's talking, I'm going to turn on privacy mode. Oh, yeah, it's already secured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, turn it on for the Europa for, for Eva too. For, for Europa, yeah, yeah. Like Eva, stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> um. Obviously, uh, Chancellor Martok is on his way to two three four to collect Mister Worf and take him back to Quonos. Well, to their outpost. Um. The the Klingons are very grateful for the return of Ambassador Worf as his Starfleet. Um, his believed death at the hands of the Tural faction being exaggerated is an excellent bit of news. I have no doubt Mr. Worf has a great deal of information that he can provide, as does Mr. Mendek. I suspect, I suspect, I, uh, uh, I take it you understand my meaning as far as interrogation and uh, is being turned over to Starfleet intelligence goes. You get my point. I know nothing about this mission or honestly where our diplomatic 
scales lie currently with the Romulans, so I apologize, sir. No, I'm not entirely caught up with what you mean by interrogation. I, uh, I'll send you as much information as I can, but Mr. Ladal, your, uh, former bartender will have some additional information for you. I think would be helpful. Suffice to say that the, the Admiral Mendek, uh, is a dissenter, uh, against the rising power in Romulus, uh, which is tied heavily to the Tal Shiar, or at least what is left of the Tal Shiar's influence. Uh, after your last encounter with them. Um, and I believe that the many of the contacts that we've lost contact with on Romulus uh, relate to uh, relate to that in particular that particular mission uh, that uh, exposed the Tel Shiar. You'd want to speak with Ladal, I think. He will have more information for you, and I can get more information for you once you reach Starbase 234. But uh, you may want to speak with the Admiral or have your people speak with him as much as possible. I can't clear a whole lot more as this is a Starfleet intelligence operation. If you can't clear us for the information needed to interrogate someone, how do you expect us to debrief an individual we know nothing nor should know nothing about? There are people aboard your crew right now who have more information. They could lean into it. Lieutenants Tong and Silva, as well as Ladal. Exactly. You would have lieutenants oversee this intelligence matter? I would have you oversee it and use them as resources. I'm working against... I'm working against internal powers at the moment, Captain. I'm not giving you a lot to go on because I don't have a lot to go on at the moment. I'm asking you to do a favor for me to get as much information as you can regarding the situation that's happened. Before Starfleet Intelligence, before the organization that Thomas worked for has a chance to get involved any further. Of course, Admiral. I apologize. On to the second matter. I believe you have made your orders clear to me now, sir. Thank you. Yes. Trying to be vague. (laughs) On to the second matter at hand. Um... Harris has made his recommendation to Starfleet, or at least he has, he has passed it on to the Admiralty. I have done what I can. Uh, Commander, Lieutenant Commander DeSavi, uh, in her capacity as acting uh, executive officer aboard the Europa, uh, has been uh, a valuable asset to Starfleet, but is now... Uh, going to be allowed to return to her official duties as uh, chief medical officer. And we will be assigning a new executive officer to the Europa. Uh, That is the official statement. Unofficially, uh, Mr. Harris, 
Mr. Harris is a very influential man with some of the Admiralty. The JAG Corps is out of my direct jurisdiction, but... Uh, Mr. Harris Mr. is a dangerous, self-interested upstart, sir. I don't disagree with you. Um, and I have done what I can to shut down his current ambition. Dasavi will have no official reprimands on her record for the incidents that Harris is claiming. And the official record will state that since she is acting executive officer, uh, that her duty was exemplary and that she will be returning to her official duties as chief medical officer. Normally, we would allow you to choose a new executive officer on your own, as is typical of Starfleet. But there are compromises being made. You'll be receiving Lieutenant Commander Eleanor Brooks as your chief executive officer when you arrive at Starbase 234. Well, can you tell me of this Brooks? Uh, Brooks is the... Oh, yes, we don't know some of that stuff. Turn it off! Turn that off! (laughs) Uh, Brooks is an exemplary officer. Ben... Accelerated through the ranks. Um, brilliant officer. Doesn't really do much in the way of away missions, but is uh, excels at crew management and is coming from the, uh, the counselor. You're a counselor. She's a counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the counselor's corps. One of the first uh counselors to take the command certificates um at least recently she is uh proven in her lower ranks but this is her first posting as an executive officer yes i do notice that she ser- that she shares the same lieutenant commander rank that our now former exo was Until she takes position, possession, uh, position aboard the Europa, she was is lieutenant commander. She will receive the rank, the official rank of commander, once officially instated as Europa's first officer. I see. She skyrocketed through the ranks, so there's a lot of room for uh, for growth. Under your command, I believe that she could be a valuable asset to Europa. And I know your proclivities for wanting to be hands-on. She may make that more of an option for you when it comes to away missions, despite Starfleet's protestations to the contrary. You know how I enjoy my protocol, sir. Yes. I'm sorry I couldn't do more. But as I said, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes right now. And there always is. That's true. But I believe that we are in a good position and that Europa will be able to return to the expanse before too long. There are still some things I believe that uh, your detached duty will allow for 
in the area that you are currently in. Um, but I am scheduled to have you back in about a month. So Very good. I know our science teams have been eager to return to that, se- that section of space. Hmm. We very quickly warped away from some very interesting findings. So I've been told. <laughs> well, good luck, Captain. If you have anything else, please let me know. Uh, I will do what I can. Um, please tell Dasavi that I did our best, the best I could for her in this situation. And uh, I do believe that I'm going to have some uh, additional reassigned duties for Mr. Harris shortly. <laughs> Well, of course, keep me apprised in whatever capacity you can, and thank you, Admiral, for looking out for the Europa. Arlani out. Let's do, um, let's do a scene with uh, Sul, Anna. I don't know what the exact way that's supposed to be said. Tana's her last name, isn't it? And it's the one that she right. goes by. So Lieutenant Tana. And so uh, Bajoran, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh Kendall. Uh where is other Kendall? Where is actual Kendall? Not <laughs> that's so confusing. I know. That's why I wanted to do this. I thought it'd be I thought you did this fun. on purpose. Yeah. Um, All right, Kendall, you get to role play with Kendall. How about it? Yep. So uh Lieutenant Tana in the science department is uh, getting settled in to things uh, while uh, Kendall's rank. Where did she go? Ensign Kendall. Ensign. Uh, Ensign Kendall is uh, is tasked at the moment with uh, assuring that uh, new arrivals or persons are getting settled into the new positions. It is part of the command duties that they are supposed to do um it's a lot of just overseeing uh logistics and things like that uh running back and forth and just making sure everyone's settled in and and has everything they need uh, as well as uh, is liaising with the command staff um that is kendall's current assignment um and uh she arrives at the what is tana's specialty communications right yeah tana's tana's specialty is communication so you're going to arrive at the, in the, uh, um, I'm going to say the archaeology, or the, uh, the anthropology lab, uh, where Kendall, where, where, uh, sorry, where Tana is processing through various data logs and things like that of with the people and the other races you've encountered trying to, uh, update and refine the, uh, universal translators. But she's been struggling, just getting settled in general, and that is uh, that is why Kendall is being sent. Anthony Kendall is being sent to investigate and discuss further. So yeah, uh, Kendall arrived, and she'll say, "I heard you needed a, some another hand with the universal translators." Oh, um, yes, that would be fantastic. Actually, um, she starts going through a couple of different files and sending them off to different screens. 
Do these sound correct to you? Because it sounds different. I'm not sure if it drops into a different tone, or if it's just a different pronunciation, or if these are different words, or they're just the there's just a different attitude when said it, saying it. But sometimes words are tonal, and other times it's just implications. Well, let me give it a try. Uh, she'll pick up one of those little earpieces, put it in her ear, and uh, hold it as she listens to the words. And she'll say, uh, uh, it sounds a bit robotic. I don't think you're getting across the finer nuances. Mm, yes. Thank you. And she'll go in there and try to fix it and adjust it. Oh, um. Nice to meet you. I'm Tana. Just kind of reach over with the other hand. Uh, um, Onia. Uh, Ensign Onia, not uh, the, not command, not uh, doctor. Okay. Nice so, to meet you, Onia. So, uh, you're new to the ship, huh? It's it feels like I, I. It feels like I. It feels like I'm still the new kid on on the ship. Yeah, I'm new. I've already been called fresh made up all when I came in. That was certainly odd. Let me guess, Koba. Is that what his name was? Uh, big blue. Yeah, uh, that one. Never skips leg day. Um, yeah, that's him. Don't worry, he's harmless. Uh, as long as nobody gives him the the photon, uh, the portable photon torpedo launchers, which they haven't so far, so we've got that going for us. I have to say that's probably my favorite form of harmless. Shooter again. Well, uh, so tell me, Onyet, what do you do on the ship? Uh, I'm. Uh, in the command track, uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, help doing uh, sm smaller, uh, doing whatever needs to be done, filling any holes in the in the chain of command that need to be filled, serving as liaison to the commanding officers, and uh, trying to trying trying to uh, manage, I guess. I see. Does this ship usually get into scuffles with the Romulans, or is this just a special day? Uh, I I don't think so. I don't think they have before. Uh, but uh, you know, there was a Rom. Don't tell anybody I told you this, but you know, there's a Romulan spy aboard the ship. How exciting! Yeah, that's uh. The, the, it, uh, luckily, I wasn't here for that. Uh, but uh, wait, seriously, there was a Romulan spy. Yeah, yeah. Managed to managed to get some information back to the uh, Rom the the Rom back to the Empire. It's all very hush hush. Interesting. And here, I thought that was just one of those jokes that is said on Federation ships to spook new people. Well, I guess uh, what they say about, I guess, I guess it's true what they say about Romulans. They can be under any rock. 
True. I'm sure they made the rock quite well so that no one notices that it's not a rock. Hmm. Oh, well, uh, let's see. How does this sound, Jean? Should play it again. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Much better. Good, good. You know, it's it's so strange. I, uh, vocal language can communicate so much more than any beta Z gives it credit for. There are gives and takes with any kind of communication. Well, don't don't tell my don't tell my mom that. Ah. <laughs> you have trouble with the your homeland communication? Well, the, the, the talking is fine, but uh, beta a, a zoid without uh, telepathy is, well, uh, let's just say it's not, it's hard to get across the nuance. And, and, They're used to more pictures and feelings than they are verbal. I mean, I've gotten used to it, but I don't think my mom has. She will. If she's a good mom. I think Kendall seems to consider that a moment, and she says, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. If you two consider each other worth the effort, then yes, you will. What about your family? What, uh, she eagerly tries to change the subject. Uh, what, what about you? Uh, I hope uh, your own family's several light years away. My family's, uh, well, what's left of my family's left on Bajor. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. A good portion of us were part of the resistance. If that gives you any implication. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. Um, my my homeworld was occupied too by the by the Dominion. Not as long and but yeah, I, I'm sorry if I'm hitting a sore spot. It, it, it's fine. Believe it or not, you're being a lot more tactful than a lot of people are. <laughs> Um, is that something you've got to deal with a lot? Depends. And it also depends on how many spoonheads are nearby. Sorry, Cardassians. You can call them spoonheads if you like. I'm not going to report you. I've been told it's racially insensitive and I shouldn't say the word. And she kind of makes her face after she says that. I'll tell you when you can when you can know what a person's thinking. Uh, the, the verbal insults seem almost quaint by comparison. Tell you what, I might start using those words again once I'm better integrated onto a ship. Onto the ship, I would not want to get kicked off immediately. 
because I couldn't restrain my tongue as a few other old co-workers of mine have mentioned that I have a hard time doing. Well, then you can count on me for that. I appreciate that. But yeah. I wasn't made a communications officer for nothing. <laughs> you either speak clearly or you don't speak. I like that. There's, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of time to waste. So you have to be clear and concise with what you want. And how you want it done. She nods. Yeah, I, I, I get I get exactly what you mean. And it worked for the most part. But of course, a lot of infighting. Right, yeah, I, I bet. People like to argue. They can be interesting to watch sometimes. You you do that a lot? Just watch people fight each other? When they're in front of me, yes. Sometimes I mitigate. But other times they want they need to let it out. I'll tell you that's that's one thing I don't miss. When when you can read people's minds, the two people arguing is like sitting through a storm. You just so many angry thoughts coming at you, whether you like it or not. And you could never remove yourself? I mean, to a point. Uh some people are better at it than others. I was never particularly good at it. Yeah, I imagine in this setting it'd be hard to just leave a room. Yeah. Uh, especially when walls don't stop it. <gasps> yeah. That must be difficult for you. Do you... It's... You know, it's pretty common on uh, Zed for parents to argue uh, and for you to be able to he uh, feel their emotions as they hate each other from uh, two rooms away. It said yeah. that it said that betazoid ma betazoid marriages are uh, formal affairs by uh, by by necessity. That just gets a sad look from her. That sounds miserable. Oh, it is. I liked Earth a lot better. I couldn't really imagine getting married to someone under a formal affair. I, well, I, I, I completely understand that. So, yeah. hmm. are you seeing anyone on the ship back at the back at uh, Ajor? Oh no, no, no. Uh, um, there wasn't. I I know I'm not. To the shakerhead. All right. Well, uh, maybe you'll meet someone on the ship. Who knows? Who knows? 
Are you? Me? No, I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm in the right headspace to date. Maybe find someone that you can't read. Well, that that part's easy. I haven't been able to. I haven't been able to read anybody for years. Just kind of. I mentioned that when I had trouble reading it, reading people, that was true. Up until I figured out how to just stop it all together. And now my mom's trying to uh, help me, and it's I don't know. It's, Does it feel like help? No, it feels like my mom trying to fix me. She's a doctor. Okay, then just, tell her how you want her to help. It's how a, do you want her to help? Oh, that is a tough tougher question than you can than you can possibly imagine especially when you're especially when your mother's the exo that is a lot of weight but she won't know unless you tell her and you know a form of help is just being there right yeah yeah i know but Sometimes I, I just wish she would help uh, by not being there. Do you not like your mom? No, not at I mean, I love my mom. Like, no, I didn't ask if you loved her. I asked if you liked her. She looks a bit confused by that question. She goes, "You're always gonna love your mom." Yeah, I mean, I. But liking someone is different. Look, we need to stop talking about my mom. (laughs) Okay, Um, listen to this one. She plays a different clip. Now all I can hear is... Okay, perfect. This one's great. Listen... I, I think I think it's time I th- I think it's about time I take my mid my midshift meal. Uh, do you want to join me? Um yeah sure that sounds great um then her stomach let let out a loud growl I don't remember the last time I ate. Well let's go. And that seems All like right. a good place to wrap up the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that scene was much deeper than I expected it to be. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, with that, do you, how do you want to handle uh, any potential interrogation of Mendek? Do you want to talk to someone first? Do you want to jump into it? How do you want to go about that, Ambrose? Um, or did you have another scene before that? that you want to yeah, I, I was, I was not prepared for, <laughs> for, for that to uh to be ambrose's thing tonight right <laughs> at least not without a lot more information um you could delegate it to soul well, yeah, so you could also get some information from ladal he yeah. does have stuff that has not been gotten out mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh yeah i i would like to talk to 
Uh, I'd probably, I'd like to talk to the entire team. Uh, yeah, I want to get, I want to get a meeting with Ambrose, Liddell, uh, Silva, and also Tong. (laughs) Tong, Tong will be quiet. (laughs) Yeah, Tong's gonna, yeah, he's, he's a little intimidated around the captain. He's usually pretty quiet. Uh, do you want to invite anyone? Are you bringing anyone else on the crew in into this? I assume probably not a whole lot of people. I mean, Dasavi just got kicked out of her position. We don't have our new XO yet. Right. And I have no information on the the security implications of, of all this. So no, I think it's just gonna be me and the away team. Okay. We'll bring um, people needed. Um yeah, because Kendall doesn't have a character that works for this, right? And everybody else would be in that scene. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's fine. Y'all are wrapping up a previous storyline. Um, my thought was just for, for future reference, but we can always have them be read in later. Um, so you headed out to the, uh, to the, um, I mean, if, if we can get Brooks on, I think that would be a good meeting to have yeah, with I, our new XO. I unfortunately established that when you get to three, two, three, four, that's when you get yeah. Brooks and that's when Mendek goes off the ship. So it yeah. won't really we'll, pan out that way. We'll tie that in. Yeah. Afterwards. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and have it be, um, you, Ladal is almost certainly probably in the brig because, you know, criminal. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation in the ready room or the briefing room or anywhere near the bridge. Yeah, uh, I, I think I will actually room. have yeah. Tong. Uh, I'll, I'll contact everyone involved and actually have Tong transport everybody from where they are on the ship into an empty holodeck I reserved. Oh, all right. I like that. Like, I, I don't even want to see. I don't even want other people seeing everyone moving into that holodeck. Like, we'll sure. I'll, I'll with the brig and then Liddell's gonna just phase right out of the brig and right into the holodeck all right that's not a not a, not a hard task for tong and even erasing the uh the logs wouldn't be that difficult so Tong just reconstructed an exploded person i think he can manage a three-way yeah, pretty much so uh, transporter call <laughs> so the last one to beam in will be uh uh, we'll be Tong, actually. Um, but let's go ahead and have uh, Ladal and, and Silva beam in, and uh, Ambrose is is waiting there. In you can set the scenes; it's the holiday. You can make it look like whatever you want, or it could just be the the outlined deck or whatever it is that you wanted. It's to a it it it's a it's a swampy jungle filled with gem. I mean, it, no, it's just set up <laughs> like the like the briefing. How about like a noir era police station? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ambrose is not that imaginative. No, it's it's just the briefing room. <laughs> um, uh, but at which point uh, you beam? That's even better because they don't actually know where they are. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, so with that though, have uh, I mentioned I played Shadowrun before? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, the everyone beams in, and uh, Ambrose is sitting at the uh, the head of the table where you know the captain normally sits. And welcome. Thank you all for coming. I apologize for the unusual circumstances of your transport here. However, I've been made aware that the three of you were just on a mission, apparently a very important, a very dangerous and very secret mission that I know very little about, though have been 
ordered to learn more for. So I would like to hear what information you have, what information you can divulge about what you've been up to for the past week or so, and then we will discuss the debriefing of our guests before we get to Starbase 273. So we'll say, well, two, three, four. Sorry. After we left the ship, uh, we rounded. We we met up with a uh, Lieutenant Thomas. Uh, he didn't uh, give his rank, and frankly, I don't know what kind of service he if he, he he was in. It didn't make much sense to me, but the captain of the Ranger uh, said vouch for him and told us that we were under his chain of command. So we did what he said. And what he said mostly involved training for some unknown mission. We didn't know what it, what it was, uh, except, except we knew that he brought in uh, our, the former spook here. Uh, when, uh, when we got to uh, the planet, uh, what was the name of the planet? Ariah um, uh, 4. Ariah 4, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, when we got to Ariah 4, uh, we were told that we were that our mission was to free some prisoners, uh, uh, a, a a Romulan, a uh, Romulan, a Klingon. Uh, we managed to find both of them. I'm sure you've met them at this point, uh, and we got them out. But we there was one other prisoner unaccounted for. She looks a little awkward. She says it was. Uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, I don't think we got her name. Top Commander Toshari. I think yeah. we made assumptions, but I don't think Thomas nope. actually gave us a name. Uh, uh, Ladal will say Top Commander okay. Toshari. Yeah, because Ladal does know. Okay. We she was already aboard the Romulan Warbird. We we couldn't figure out a good way onto the ship that didn't result in our immediate capture, and so we decided that. Two birds were better than three, or two two birds were better than none, and so we made for the border. And that's well, you saw the rest. Uh, Ladal, do you have any idea what was going on here? Uh, uh, from what I gather, there was a lot of Romulan politics we were not privy to. Indeed. The Tal Shiar unfortunately have taken power in Romulus. The um, Proconsul Sela, who is Sela, who has taken command of the Talpriex, has been running roughshod over Romulus. Um, There is a particular thing I'm looking for. Several of my contacts have gone missing 
gone dark over the last several months. Um, we believed they were on Kariah 4. We're proven correct. The Tal Shiar is presently backing Karal in his overtaking of the Klingon Empire. And backing whom? Tural, the son of Duras. That's something you already knew. So. Yeah, the Tal Shiar is supporting Tural. Tural and, and the House of, of the Duras. To, and, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's going all the way back to like mid season one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, now that's what I was looking for. Unfortunately, Praetor Heren. fell ill several months back, and his illness made way for the Tal Shiar to rise. Well, I, you know, we don't know where our our new guests play into all that. Uh, haven't gotten a chance to talk to them, she says pointedly. Uh, but, uh, or how Commander Worf ended up with them. Captain Worf? Ambassador. Ambassador. Yeah, or how Ambassador Worf ended up with them. Didn't exactly have time to ask them on the way. So we have a Klingon ambassador, a Starfleet ambassador to Kronos, I should say, and an ex-Romulan admiral. Ladal, Mr. Ladal, do you can you shed any more light on the reason for these two captures and why they were prioritized to be rescued? The ambassador well, I suppose was a happy accident. Well, uh, I, I, I think remembering actually, from season you, one you, that he was believed to have been killed um, trying to get onto Quonos. Right. Um, yeah, I'm looking through what you'd sent me weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, I uh, this is Tom. I, I believe you, you said or or um, Thomas said we were actually only there for the Romulan lady. What, what did you say? Her, like the, these two were just. Um, uh, like you said, happy accidents. As to why Starfleet felt the need to rescue them, um, or honestly, to even rescue the subcommander, I couldn't tell you. Other than, I, I suppose, perhaps the obvious that the Tal Shiar isn't good for anyone, and House Duras and House Marnak are not really good for anyone, and they were hoping if they can retrieve the sub-commander, they could bring the Romulan Star Empire back into power where it belongs, and quash this uprising. Pause real quick. Wasn't Toshari 
part of the Tal Shiar, or was she a different faction? Not exactly, no. Um, it, there's a faction that's similar to Tal Shiar that is much like Starfleet Intelligence uh, is compared to the Sector 31. She okay. was part of the intelligence organization and not the Tal Shiar. Does Ambrose know about that distinction, though? It's been so Probably long. not really. That's not real common okay. knowledge outside of Romulus. Right. Okay. Either way, the downfall of you'll remember that at the end of season one, part of the whole thing about going to Romulus was to stop Sila, who was in direct opposition to what Toshari was trying to do. Like Toshari and Sila are clearly at odds with each other. And her helping you was in large part to stop Sila. And it didn't right. apparently work. Right. We we didn't go to Romulus. Right. She she left to go to Romulus to do something that she was vague about. And yeah. then she got captured. Right. Okay. But the, the gotcha. information that you guys had before, though, the mission that you guys had gone on that required the Romulans and everything else, that mission was to basically undercut the House of Varnak being backed by Sela. So Yeah. Gotcha. Which okay. you guys did know. Um, Ambrose would certainly know that because that was kind of the whole point of that. Right. I, I mean, they... He he knew that Sela and the current Romulan administration was supporting House Varnak. Right. So I so the correlation was made that it was good for Sela, but I don't think he understood that doing so would be a direct blow. I got gotcha. you. To Sela's administration, right? Right. You may not have okay. put that together. Yeah, that's possible. Okay. Okay. Also, well, it sounds Ladal was working for Tojari at the time. Yeah, you, I did know that. You did, yes. Know that, so. Yeah. For what well, it's Captain uh, Ladal had many chances to betray us and chose not to. I appreciate the vote of confidence. I still don't trust you, but it's true. We have worked together in a similar capacity before, Mr. Liddell. Distinctions, political lines can get a little blurred in times of political strife, especially when multiple ill-defined and purposely vague organizations are flexing their muscles. Indeed. Fortunately, I'm not sure this gives us any more information than we already had, and still many questions left unanswered, even more asked now, and unfortunately, it sounds as if the main objective of this mission, Subcommander Toshiri, was not, not accomplished. Indeed. 
how does that relate to these two that we have and the importance of this mission that you went on? What does her absence mean for what you were doing? I wish I had an answer to that, Captain. I do, too. Thomas kept me just in the dark as my compatriot here. Silva was like, go ahead, no, go ahead and finish. As I said, I can't speak to Starfleet motivations. I can only speak to my own for agreeing to go on this mission. Which were what? Rescue the subcommander. To get the Tal Shiar off my planet. Well, as off my planet, Tal Shiar can never be. To get them out of power. Silva will glance at Tong and reluctantly I say, uh, we did get a little more information than perhaps we have yet included in the Starfleet report. We wanted to we wanted to see how much we'd gotten, but we Tong managed to strip their databanks of uh, information before uh, w- while we were popping prison locks. With that, we know which ship she was on, or which ship she was taken to. With the combination of the information we got from the database and knowing which ship she's currently imprisoned on, perhaps the Europa can find her. Ambrose leaned for for our MP3 listeners. Ambrose leans back, rests his his chin on his hands, kind of stares out into the fake starscape holographically created outside of this fake briefing room. And is clearly in deep contemplation. Captain, with things as un if I can make an intelligence analysis off the cuff, with the Romulan Empire as fractured as is going to be, only one faction is going to win. Either the hardliners, the Tal Shiar, or the loyalists. If we can endear ourselves endear ourselves to the loyalists and help them put themselves back in power. We could win a lot of points with the Bromulan Republic. I believe that does have direct bearing on Starfleet's interest in this mission. And I would agree with that. Both the strategic value of it and the sentiment for all of our peoples. That said, what is actually actionable right now? We have a lot of this useful information, so you say. 
we'll have to parse through it, I suppose. But knowing where she is at and knowing how to get her out are two very different things. The Europa... Despite very little damage to the ship, I believe, narrowly escaped that confrontation with four very new, very powerful Romulan warbirds, and sensors picked up at least two others. Not to mention their cloaking capability and our proximity to the neutral zone. I'm not sure the Europa could take on six brand new Romulan warbirds and mount a rescue on our own. I believe that is why this mission was so clandestine. You're not if wrong. you can give me a reasonable way to do that, please do. Well, we have what they want, the defector and the ambassador. You're right that they outmatch us, but that makes them overconfident. There's a, if we play our cards right, we could probably manipulate them into just sending one warbird. Now, admittedly, uh, it takes some maneuvering to get make sure they send the right one and to make sure that we could beat even one warbird in a fight. But I, I think we could, I, I think we might be able to manage it with the element of surprise. We're dealing with a seasoned commander of that small fleet. Commander Oren, I've done a little bit of research on her. One of the top-ranking officials in the Tal Priex. I would never agree to send a single ship, especially if I had uh, cloaking capabilities. There might be one ship visible out there, but I would doubt there would be less than three really sitting there. I mean, you're thinking like a ship, a, a, the officer of the ship of the line, which, you know, is commendable. But I'm going to encourage you to think a little bit more like a rebel. To, back in the Maquis, we've dealt with bigger ships all the time. If, the, 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 thing, the, the key is we need to make sure that they don't have, we give them a limited op, window of opportunity when they have to have pounce on or pass. They'll believe me if they Which see would be what the uh, prisoner transfer. We leak to them that there's going to be a prisoner transfer. We leak it at the right place at the right time uh, to make sure that they that they have a limited opportunity to to come get back their people. By the time when they get here, we're already ready for them and take them by surprise. I would be surprised if they believe that, to be honest. Starfleet mm -hmm. would never agree to a prison transfer like that. You'd be surprised what people will believe. Depending on how bad they want them back, it could be a, a suspicious exchange that they couldn't afford to pass up. Let's say that works. Then what? 
how would how would your small branch in the Maquis take on three top of the line cloaking capable Romulan warbirds? Mines. You can't cloak through mines. Mines take time to fabricate and deploy. Right, and we have the initiative. If we pull this right, we can put we can we can have a field of mines ready for them. Mines are also outlawed by the Starfleet Charter. It is an act of war that we don't adhere to. I want to take a moment out of character. Is that Jeff? Is that the case? Are our mines outlawed? I believe that was a, a big consideration in uh, in mining the wormhole. Like I that think was it was, but I'd have to go back and look. We can assume for the yeah. moment that it probably is something that is, at the very minimum, highly frowned upon. Starfleet and, does not like mines. Yeah, Starfleet would not like them, and I and the Romulans would almost certainly take mining uh, anywhere near Romulan space to be an act. Yeah, that would be a huge diplomatic incident. <laughs> yeah, well, but, the yeah. idea is. There are there would be options, like I said. I, I think uh, in the post in, in the in the in the Discord there, I sent you guys a, a, a possible option for that. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, uh, but the uh, enemy mining enemy territory, you're right, is illegal, uh, especially if we're not if we're not actively engaged in war. Mining our own territory, all that the only thing they have they would have to do to avoid it. It's not trying to attack us. The Starfleet Command can't have a problem with that. Starfleet does not permit the use of mines. It's an episode of Discovery, apparently, they said. Mm. Uh, Discovery and DS9 both. So. I think you would be surprised what Starfleet takes issue with. with. Well, you don't have to tell. At least not until after we succeed. We are in the little literal backyard of Starbase 234 and a specifically designed observation outpost, let alone what we know about Romulan surveillance capabilities. I think we are on the razor's edge of an extremely dangerous diplomatic crisis. Uh, This may just be my opinion as as an analyst, but I think that if we let the Tal Shiar take control of the Empire, not to mention the Klingon Empire, we'd be in a much more dangerous position. Now that I don't disagree to However, if you're proposing they would agree to a prisoner transfer of the Admiral and the Admiral and the Ambassador. Ambassador, thank you. Um, In exchange for the subcommander, I think they would consider that a bad trade. Why is that? I don't disagree with you, but why do you say that? Suffice it to say, the subcommander is quite close to the Praetor.
the former Praetor. Still uh, Praetor, just sick and no, not actively. Okay. Praetor. Yeah, he's. Sela's not Praetor yet. No, she's no. Proconsul. Gotcha. Okay. Beside whatever vague closeness you are insinuating, I do know firsthand that she has taken action. That is problematic to the current administration. I don't know the degree of which, nor do I know anything out of, well, what I've observed myself, but I would agree, unless this Admiral Mendek has been a particularly nasty thorn in their side. I, as I said, I would be surprised if they take that offer, and if they do, I would be surprised if their intention was not to take all three of them. I appreciate the analysis and the ambition, the hope. Not sure we're there yet. Perhaps not a sanctioned prison transfer. Perhaps an estate an escape attempt by Admiral Mendek, who is uncertain how he'll be treated in Federation custody, taking the opportunity to leave on his own. They may take that opportunity to scoop him up. If we can fabricate where exactly that would most likely be, perhaps in the Azure Nebula, which would be my first choice to hide out if I were fleeing an enemy capture. But again, even with that, they sent four war warbirds after these prisoners in the first place. I see no reason why they would send only one, nor the one we're looking for. Unless the three of you can think of a reason. An incentive. If I were... escorting a prisoner, a very important prisoner, I would take them promptly to a secure location instead of carting them up again. You are correct in that. It's all about manipulation, Captain. If we get them to do it. Discord freeze? No. 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 Oh. Everybody's face is frozen to me. Oh, weird. You are moving for us. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know what? They are frozen on the Twitch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, there it goes. It's working now. Go. Yeah, you were moving, yeah. but the your your display was not. <sighs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, I think we can manipulate them into it, Captain. Let me work up a plan, and I'll put it to you. And if we, if if I think we've got something workable, I can present it to you, and maybe we can get them to branch off to take a risk, one that uh, seems worth it to them, and is definitely worth it to us. Very well. Let me know what you come up with, and if it sounds viable, we'll look into this. But this is going way outside of the jurisdiction we already don't have, let alone the political implications of this. And to be quite honest, if Sila and this Commander Oren want these prisoners badly enough, I do not doubt that they would shoot through the Europa to get them, because they were about to before at least that shuttle of yours. Oh, I'd, I think we could stack the deck in our favor. Put together a plan. I'd be glad to work with you on that. So, what about Lavelle? I mean, um, is he back to slinging drinks? I would gladly grace your your ten forward again. Again, I know little more than you do about any of this situation. I was told that I would be debriefed properly, as I assume all of you would be when we reach Starbase 234. From there, I would imagine that Ludal would go back into Starfleet custody, unless some other arrangement has been made for your help. If there is any further assistance you can be in this matter and matters pertaining to it going forward. So well, given our current detachment, this would be a logical place for you. I could put in a formal request for his assistance, if that would help. I would wait on doing anything too official until we are properly debriefed at 234. As I said, this is top clearance level. We're not far. Not far enough that I think we could put together an actionable plan to do anything about this Toshari issue before we get there, not unless we purposely stall. But in that time, do you think there is more information that we can reasonably extract from the Admiral and perhaps the Ambassador, though I imagine that conversation would be far easier? It is possible. 
um, there is no telling how long he was held in Karaya for, or if he and the subcommander were held together at any point. Though I would honestly be surprised. But we are good at gathering information. He may have he may have picked up information well on the planet. He also may have further information from prior to his capture. Given whatever position you may hold officially or not, do you believe he'll speak with you? He may. It's worth a shot. He'll, of anyone, he'd be more likely to speak with me than the rest of you. Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. What? Perhaps maybe. That's what you said. I think it was a redundant statement. No, no. Perhaps you, Captain. Oh. Maybe. You cut out for that part. Oh, so. well. Sorry. I can arrange a conversation with him before we hand him over to the starbase. I'm interested to see how that conversation will go. But if you think you're in a better inf- a better position to exchange information, Willing to trust you in that room. If he's going to talk to anybody aboard this ship, it would be most likely me. Silva, Tong. I, I, I think that we should definitely record any conversations I have, but I, I'm willing to let him. As I said, he could have betrayed us at the prison easily enough. Thomas trusted him for some reason, and he, pro- and he proved it. Nothing else, Captain. We share a goal. Betraying you in this moment would be betraying the Romulan Star Empire. Because of that, that is not my concern. But. No, but it. My question, my question, I suppose, is to what level of. That's the word I'm looking for. Dedication? Authenticity. Playing it by the book. What, what. Protocol? Do you believe that this debriefing with Admiral Mendek can be reliably had and obtain useful information if it is done by Starfleet protocols, recorded in a room with yourself and probably at least one other Starfleet officer, perhaps myself involved? Or do you think that his position would Air him on the side of secrecy? Or is this a conversation that you need to have behind closed doors? 
a conversation that requires more trust because it couldn't be recorded. I think we I'd much get... prefer the former. Understandable. And while we do presently share a goal, I think the Admiral would be loath to give away Romulancy. Fortunately, it's Romulan secrets that are going to be the key in overthrowing Romulan problems. There is that. I believe we should have this inter- this debriefing done by proper Starfleet protocols. We can book a briefing room. We can have this conversation perhaps even with the lot of us here, and we will see what he divulges. And afterwards, if it could be beneficial, Mr. Liddell, it may make sense for you to talk with him personally. I think if done in that order, he will be less likely to talk to me, but we will... I understand you are bound by your Starfleet code. I believe we need to impress upon him the importance of working together. And as I said, the importance that certain Romulan secrets will be in ensuring a stable Romulan empire in the fashion that is most beneficial, as I said, to both our people. Agreed. If you could, if you have any more pertinent information about him, his personality, his career, please put together a dossier for us to review before that debriefing, and we will schedule that before we arrive at 234. Silva, put together whatever plan you think has the best chance of drawing out this Romulan prison ship. As I said, I'd be happy to work with you on that. Starfleet and Maquis have two very different ways of going about such things, but you know I have experience in doing so. So if I can be in assistance with that, Uh, we might be able to pull it off, but I don't think we will be able to do so without proper Starfleet authorization. So it needs to hold to that line. As best we can. Okay, but if we accidentally leave off the page with the mines... Plausible deniability, Lieutenant, is all I can say. Understood. If there's nothing else... Kong, tie the... Tie the hollow deck into the transporters and get us out of here. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Sure. The easy enough. Same thing, but in reverse order. Do, 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 do. All right. Anybody else have a scene they want to do before we do the interrogation? Aren't we doing that tonight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would. I would really like to get the XO on tonight, if possible. 
Yeah. Why don't we do that now? Right. Because that has to happen first. Yep. Okay. Uh, Okay. I don't think, uh, we definitely don't have to get into the rescue plan tonight. Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah. Okay. But the Mendex stuff we can do and then. Uh, and then be- once we get done with that, then Worf and Mendek can be on the station. Once we're done with the Mendek stuff, we can get to the station and then we can introduce the new character and go from there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, because I ordered Ladal to put together a dossier on Mendek, can we create, can we do a role or create some sort of advantage or something to help us in this yeah, sure. interrogation? Um, go ahead and have Ladal give me a, uh, some kind of role, some kind of fancy pants, or fleety can I, intellect role. Um, can I assist with that, with my command ability? Um, as like a, as like a direct action. Or a command action. I suppose because you're you'd be giving Men Deck you'd be giving him access to any any Starfleet material that he might have on Men Deck that he would need to get to. So I would say it's probably gonna work. Um I would say yes. And then I don't know where Tech is here with Tech. So I mean espionage would probably work for this. You'd probably be using the data that you have collected over the years on the various people that you've collected the data on. Um, so either control or reason and, uh, science or security, probably the best ones for that, for, for, uh, Teketh. And then for Ambrose, it would probably be control or reason and command. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to control command, but I, I thought this was, a. uh, like a like a by the book move, which I believe is is presence and command, but I'm fine either way. Oh, you do presence. Man. I mean, this is okay. presence really is more of the like if you're talking to somebody. But I suppose mm-hmm. I was thinking you're more like accessing data. But yeah, I could see an argument for presence. I suppose. Okay. Yeah this this was this was just me ordering her to or ordering him to do so, which I I think is a specific rule, but I. Don't uh, have you could use insp- inspiration as your focus for that, I suppose. Okay. Uh, because it's an assist, I roll one dice. Right. Was two. So. Oh. two hits. All right. So you've got, unless you have any fancy things to go along with it, which I don't believe Teketh does, you have succeeded and you get, uh, which would get you advantage and you have two, uh, two momentum. Awesome. Um, anything else anybody wants to do before the meeting starts? Mm-hmm. All right. Who all is going? I assume Tong is going to be out, left out of this one. Or is, uh, Ambro- T- is Tong going or is Ambrose going? Or are both going? Tong can handle the, uh, the, the security side. and surveillance and, uh, and whatnot of this mission. Yeah, it'll, it'll be Ambrose, Lidal, Silva uh, can come along as well. She was part of the mission. Wait, so what is this role? Is this for what meaning is this? This is the actual Mendek. interrogation with Mendek. Oh, we're gonna role play it out, okay? Yeah. Uh, yes. so we can be there. Um, yeah, you have advantage on any any persuasion roles for it with him, and you will. I assume that you are using some 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 whatnots on him, so 
Um, so. You guys arrive in the in the briefing room. Um, Mendek is sitting upright and very, um, uh, I don't want to say rigid, but he's very very formal in his Romulanness at the moment. Um, as you enter in, it's, he stands slightly. <clears throat> Captain Ambrose, I am. I'm glad to finally meet you. I, my name is, I had his name here a minute ago. I am Admiral Leon Mendek of the Romulan Star Empire. Pleasure to meet you, Admiral Mendek. If only it weren't under such unusual and trying circumstances. I walk up and shake his hand. He, at least reach out for it. Yeah, he looks at it for a second, and then you see a you can you can sense the resignation of uh, oh yes humans, and mm-hmm. then uh, shakes your hand. I mean, is there is there a proper Romulan greeting? I'm pretty sure I'm like sure Romulans have shaken no hands before. It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I have it somewhere. Yeah, but either way, you know, it, it Ambrose would show the courtesy that would be helpful in the situation. He he's not like shake my hand bitch, I'm in charge here. It's I'm not I'm not going to hold it against you either way, yeah. so. Um What do I owe the pleasure of this debriefing? I assume you're looking to know as much information as possible about my Jolan True, that's right. Yeah, so I knew that. I, yeah. I was trying to see if there was some sort of physical something that went with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's or not, but uh, okay. <laughs> I just man, um, I think I think that's something else. <laughs> something else. Uh, not, I'm not sure we're allowed to do that on camera. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I assume you're trying to get as much information as possible about my detainment. Yeah. And yes. And any other information you might have about Romulan ships, positions, dispositions? That may be beyond the scope of this meeting, as much as I'm sure Starfleet would enjoy having all the knowledge of a Romulan admiral. I'm here, Admiral Mendek, as I've worked with some of your colleagues in the past to extend a hand of if not friendship cooperation continued cooperation between the federation and the romulan star empire for the betterment of both of our peoples we both know you probably more than i how turbulent romulan politics are at the moment how dangerous things can be how quickly things are moving and that information will be key, especially if we can work together to ensure a future most favorable to all of our peoples. That is the conversation I would like to have today. Spoken like a diplomat. You'd be the first to call me that in a long while. Ask your questions, I will do what I can. Within reason. I should start with why I was detained. 
I am in direct opposition to the proconsul Sila. Her rise to power is questionable. As a loyalist to the the words, hang on. Uh, to the Hifram of Saro Sareu, which is for those of you translating, that is the house. Yes, you're going to have to drop that in chat later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will drop it right now. I will drop it in the actual chat, and then I will drop it there for. Her. Oh, here. Uh, which one are you starting with? Because I'll put it in the other. I got it right. I got it. Okay. All right. Fine. Um. Lack of better terms, the House of Seru, Seru. As a loyalist to the to this house, I felt it was imperative to speak out against Sila's rise. And when speaking did not work, I had considerable power at my disposal. Not considerable enough. And your goal in flexing that power was what? To prevent a coup, for a lack of a better term. I believe that Sila is making overt gestures towards the praetorship. While she hasn't gone so far as to kill Hiram, Praetor Hiram, I believe it is only a matter of time, especially now that she has other assets. And what are those assets? What forces do you have in this matter, and what forces are laid against you? The only asset she still needed was the granddaughter of the Praetor. Which she now, I believe, possesses. Subcommander Toshari. He doesn't say anything, but you you uh you get the sense that that is correct. I had come across evidence that she had been held for quite some time. Could you elaborate on how long that may have been and the circumstances of her capture and treatment? I do not have direct details, but I know that she was taken some time before, shortly before the Praetor fell ill. Her treatment, I can only speculate, was not up to Romulan standards, or at least not official standards.
I had intended to find a way to free her, but it took me some time to decipher where she'd been taken. Clearly not held in Romulan space, I had not considered that the creator, the proconsul, would continue to use the space on Soraya 4. An oversight. Well, it seems unfortunately, given your rescue, that that may very well change now. That is most assuredly true. If Toshari was the missing piece in whatever plan they have, why have they not enacted that plan yet? Senator Talaura, Tal Aura, T A L apostrophe A U R A, has been a vocal opponent. She may have been keeping Toshari as safe as possible. I believe that these individuals' attempt to free Toshari may have given an excuse. So far as anyone may know, we were all killed in a shuttlecraft accident, including Toshari. A dead hostage is not a useful hostage. No. But she is not a hostage. She is a symbol. So they wanted her removed from the picture because she was a symbol of this opposition, not to weaken your position, the loyalist position, not to bolster their own, but to simply take a prominent figure off the board. It was not leverage. It was removal. Is that what you're saying? It is the erasure of a line. Hiram's line. Hiren's line. That support is, that symbol is someone that could have been rallied behind someone whose authority cannot be questioned as a disgraced admiral's could be. I see. Then why not kill her? Why keep her alive? I believe that is the point. They were keeping her alive because they did not have the, they did not have the ability to simply kill her outright due to the, her station and that of Senator Talaura. But now, if she's believed to be killed by an escape, during an escaped attempt, her life is likely in jeopardy. So it sounds like it would be in the best interest of both our people to see her safe. 
how would you suggest we go about doing that? You can you can uh, you can sense him thinking about uh, a number of strategies that would apply. Uh, some of which would include like the, the the sensation that comes across of like just smashing them all is <laughs> is clearly a thought that he has. Um, with the current resources we have, I do not see a direct opportunity. Sila has played her hand well. Do you have any inclination of where they may take her? Is there a strategic usefulness that she can still play, or are they simply waiting to toss her out an airlock? It is difficult to determine what Sila would do next. She is far more cunning than many have given her credit for, which is how she's made it to the position of counsel, even though she is only half Romulan. Do you believe there's a personal stake in this between Sila and the proconsul? Sila is the proconsul. The praetor? I suspect, I suspect there is. If I had to assume, if I had to guess where Sila would be taking Toshiri next, there are bases that are known to the intelligence agencies outside of the Tal Shiar near Dua. I believe you or people may have had some dealings in that region when dealing with the Varnak, the House of Varnak. It is as secure a place as I could think she would take anyone. She may have some additional use that I cannot foresee. If it were me, I would have simply tossed her out an airlock, as you say. I've heard that the current Praetor has fallen ill, and in his incapacity that Sila has taken over much of that responsibility. Now you speak of a potential coup. What could be more validating than an abdication? Agreed. That, I believe, is where hostage becomes more important than erasure, as you put it. How sick is the Praetor? Would they, would Sila, be so bold as to
threaten the life of Toshari overtly. I am not in front of. I am not beyond suspicion that she is the one who has caused the illness. When it comes to boldness, Toshara Sila is. Of course. But if he dies of illness, there is a power vacuum, one that she will likely be able to fill. An abdication would but make her more. It would solidify would and legitimate. Yes, would, uh, would strengthen her uh, ascendancy. And if there is a personal matter to this, it would be far more satisfying than watching someone wither away without them even knowing it was for a reason. It is a sound theory. And we use that. Is Dua the place they would take her to enact that final bit of blackmail? I assume they would not take her directly to his quarters on Romulus. The two two places I would suspect the most would be Dua or Derridix. Most likely, a clandestine space would be more suited. And that would be Dua. Uh, Angris is going to look over to uh, to Silva, and Silva's not telepathic like Dasavi, <laughs> so I can't <laughs> I can't talk into your head. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Silva the look like maybe we should tie him in with the information we have. Uh, I mean, I think he's, I think he's, he's looking at Silva, uh, with a, with a clear discerning eye. Like he, he wants to see where Silva's headspace in, in this is. Silva looks skeptical. Silva looks skeptical with that idea. Mr. Liddell, you've been quiet throughout this debriefing. I believe you worked more closely with the subcommander. Do you have any additional insight? I think by and large, the Admiral has the right of it, unfortunately. However, I will say the subcommander is... The Sheila may be clever. The sub-commander is more so. And quite determined. 
there may not be an immediately obvious reason to us who have not shoved the subcommander out near lock. But I would be surprised if she had not invented one. I would agree. I think we have time, but a short window of time. I doubt her body is floating through space at this very moment, but we would have a short time to act on this. Admiral, this facility near Dua, given its clandestine nature, what can you tell us about it? How fortified? Is it what Romulan fleet deployments would be near enough to oversee and protect that base? Believe me, I understand what I'm asking you here. It is relatively near to the Romulan border. It is not far from Deradex. It is within striking distance of the Klingon Star Empire and the Federation. I believe it would be no small feat. I believe that the capabilities of response would be significant. So if we are to rescue Toshari, we would want to do so before they get there. That is a distance away, as you said, through a region of space contested by three very important powers. How quickly do you think they could get there? It would take them some time. Their warbirds are fast. Not significantly fast? faster than this ship, perhaps. I believe the Federation equivalent would be warp... 9-6, I don't know that you could catch them. You would almost certainly want to... Well, without going into Romulan space, you almost certainly couldn't catch them. Is there any reason to believe that the other warbirds would break off before Dewa? Given enough reason, certainly. The return of Ambassador Worf being known public and a full-scale invasion, perhaps, of Konos may put tension on Zila's plans. I suspect that Chancellor Martok will take an opportunity, regardless of any plans that you have laid out. With Worf by his side again, The weakening of the Tal Shiar that has happened 
and what I'm certain Mr. Worf will be able to inform Starfleet of. With his capture at the hands of the House of Tural and his subsequent being subsequently being handed over to the Romulans for imprisonment. I believe that Sela has a great deal on her hands once Mr. Worf's rescue is made public. Yes, that corridor that corridor of space is about to get turbulent. That could play to our advantage. Barring all-out war between three different superpowers of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants, should we be able to rescue Toshari, how much does that hinder Sila, and how close would we be to thwarting her plans long enough to hopefully avoid, avoid a galactic war? I am not certain that an avoidance is possible. Certainly, if the subcommander is able to assert any of her influence or that of Hiren on the Empire, on the Star Empire, that would simply, or it would certainly cause frustrations. There are admirals who would clearly side with Hiren's faction, should more be known. So this would turn a possibly three-sided war into a three-sided war on top of a civil war. Possible. going to be a mess once fully exposed there is there would be very little opportunity that sila would be able to hide or redirect the ire we will need to find a way to specifically target her interests yes weaken her ability to mobilize her supporters, weaken, weaken her in the view of the general public so that when it does come down to the possibility of a war, we are at war with Sila and not at war with the Romulan Star Empire. Agreed. From what I do know of Chancellor Martok, I think he could be convinced to see that distinction. We are no longer dealing with a Klingon Empire run by Gowron. And the Federation certainly has, as far as I'm aware, no ambition to undermine the Romulan Star Empire. think we can work together but that does mean that you and this loyalist faction 
may have to come a bit more outside of the shadows and step outside the Romulan neutral zone and work as allies. We'll need your information. We'll need to know where to strike, who to talk to, where to direct your efforts. Once we have a viable option, if Toshiri is rescued successfully. We need to be able to put a plan into motion that will lead to that possibility. We can't wait until that's done. I don't know if you've noticed, Captain, but I do not have a lot of influence in the Empire at this exact moment. I am not we'll sitting aboard the Dendrix class warbird. I am sitting in the briefing room of a small Federation vessel. Well, uh, one of my up-and-coming lieutenants here has so kindly reminded me that it's not always the size of the fleet and the scale of the armaments to your ability to direct them usefully. Perhaps. He, you get the sensation uh, that he is, at least at the very moment, not uh, not keen to give up Romulan secrets, any additional Romulan secrets he's already given up at this moment, like fleet deployments and stuff like that. Not at the moment, anyway. Certainly is in consideration of your of your of your uh, of your plan of your of your your notion, though. So, I I will just say. It looks like everyone's starting to turn into pumpkins, and I can do this for another few hours. So is there anything in particular anyone other than me wants to get out of this scene? I don't need anything else. I think we got where we needed to be. Because mm-hmm. I'll, pl- I'll plan out the next big, like, full-season Star Trek war if you let me here. Right. <laughs> no, I think we can arrive at uh, 234 and uh, go from there. Get this last scene out of the way and get the get the XO on board. and. Okay. And uh, I apologize. I felt like I talked a lot during that scene. I tried to reach out to the two of you. Um, we'll no, talk about the, that in, in the after show. Um, Captain had it well in hand. I thought that was I thought it was fine. Ambrose is going to uh, thank you, uh, Admiral. I didn't write down his first name. Uh, I'll send it to the, in the chat. It's like, yeah, uh, thank you, Admiral Mendek. Uh, I believe this is the first of many very conducive conversations that we will need to have. And I'll stand up and again, do whatever proper Romulan farewell would be. Sol Julan True. Sol Admiral Mendek. And uh, get everyone back and we'll, we'll send him back to his quarters. He, he's not in the brig. He has like, you know, fancy... Quarters fancy, with guards outside, but he has fancy quarters. quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rest. So, all right. Um, Europa arrives at Starbase 234. Um, all the proper signaling and greetings are, are conducted. Uh, the commander of the base of, offers, obviously, uh, leave. It's a pretty decent sized Starbase. It's no, it's no render or anything like that, but it's, uh, it's a significant starbase. 
Um, there are other ships here. The uh, the Ranger is here again. Um, is it is is it attached? It is attached to Starbase two three four. Um, and uh, you get your transfers begin starting. You know, start happening. Faxwell uh, hands in his paperwork to Dasavi and then leaves the ship, and he's gone now. No more. No more Foxwell. Um, get out of here, nerd. <laughs> nerd. Um, <laughs> Uh, any other characters that are coming aboard are, are whatnot. Um, and then uh, I think uh, Lieutenant Commander Brooks probably comes aboard and uh, introduces herself, I'm guessing, to Dasavi first, who, who uh, would accept her paperwork and then it would go up to the captain from there since Dasavi is acting XO until this person actually takes over. But Do we want to see that scene? That could be a cool scene. Yeah, that's up to you guys. All right, let's do that. Um, I'll have, uh, let's say Dasavi meets uh, Lieutenant Commander Brooks in the transporter room even, and then Tong can overhear, well, Tong doesn't need to overhear anything, but Tong could overhear if he wanted to. Um, handling yes, all Jack away. Tong has the lobes. He's going <laughs> to overhear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, being, being the primary transporter technician, uh, when he's actually doing transporter technician work, um, Let's, we can keep this scene kind of short and then get to the last stuff that we need to do and go from there. Okay. Lieutenant Commander, welcome aboard. Thank you. Um, it's nice to meet you. Likewise. So, uh, shall we? Uh, yes, where would you like to start? Wherever you believe is best. I'm new ship. You'd probably well, head, you'd probably slowly head to the bridge to meet with the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, she's a small ship, so not easy to get lost. I'm sure I'll still manage it. Always got lost in the other ships too, even the runabouts. She'll smile a little bit. Impressive. I have a skill for it. We'll uh, check your internal compass when we do your medical exam. I'm sure it needs tuning. <laughs> so this is your first command post. Yes, it's quite. I'm not entirely sure what to expect from it. The Europa is a unique ship with a unique crew. And by unique ship, I mean quite unique. Eva, meet our new XO. Greetings, Commander Eleanor Brooks. That's going to take some getting used to. Um, hello, Eva. If you have any services you require, please reach out. Of course. I look, I look forward to working with you. Thank you. That is so interesting, Lieutenant Commander. She, like I said, Europa is a very interesting ship. Uh, quite. The word I want. Forward. Not quite the word I want, but for cutting edge. Interesting. And her more solid crew are 
just as as interesting and easy. Oh, I have no doubt they'd have to handpick a crew for this sort of ship, wouldn't they? That they have. Uh, you just missed our now former science officer. Uh, I'm not entirely certain who will have her filling that position, but Captain will choose somebody fitting, no doubt. And probably about that time they arrive on the bridge. Yep. Ambrose is probably sitting for the first time in many episodes in the captain's chair. <laughs> no, he was sitting very firmly in the captain's chair not that long ago. It was like three episodes ago. Yeah. Before. Quite, quite, quite firmly. I'm quite attached. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that Yezabeth and whoever else got that chair put back together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Ambrose would have been pretty firmly on the bridge when we were 9.975-ing straight towards the Romulan neutral zone. We just didn't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, we just didn't have those scenes. Uh, Yeah, Ambrose can be in his his chair, pressing all the buttons, talking to people. Anybody else can be on the bridge, too, and anybody who would be on the bridge can be on the bridge. Um, As you walk in the bridge, uh, someone... uh, some ensign somewhere says, uh, uh, "Commander on the bridge." In a that is going to take some getting used to. In an unusual formality. <laughs> you Captain? must be Commander Eleanor Brooks. That I am, and you must be Captain Ambrose. Yes, Captain Arani Ambrose. Sorry, I didn't remember the name out of character. Congratulations on your new promotion and new position. Thank you. I hope to serve your ship well. You have a fine ship and a fine crew. And I hope to get acquainted with all of them. Very good. Did you have any questions for me, Captain? Well, I think there were there will be time for formal formal introductions with the senior staff and time for you to meet all of our junior officers. For now, Doctor Commander, uh, would you join me in my ready room? Yes, sir. Of course. Yep. Commander, again, a welcome aboard the Europa. Thank you. Uh, doctor, have you had the time to debrief Commander Brooks here as to our current events? Only uh, as to current events, no. Gave her a very general overview of the ship, introduced her to Eva. I do have a report prepared for you. Hands over a pad. There will, of course, be 
uh, a transitionary time, Doctor. I'm sure you're aware of where your duties uh, as acting XO and the Doctor will overlap with the duties of our new commander here. Uh, help ease her into all of the nuances of being a first officer. We're a small ship, but a complex one. I got that feeling when I was walking around. I can imagine that having ears everywhere with your computer and such a close knit crew can be complex. There are protocols for privacy modes for those moments of, of particularly sensitive information. But I imagine it's kind of hard to breathe when you don't consider something sensitive, but you're still being watched. Sorry, I'm not surprised how you get used to it. Being used to something and being comfortable with something can be different. That's very true. But I Doctor, meant to be debriefed uh, on something. Sorry, what was that? But I meant to be debriefed on something. Uh, well, Doctor, is there any any current aspect of your now leaving position that you would like to discuss amongst the three of us? Um, well, there is, of course, the current situation, but also the incident between, yeah, I got you, <laughs> the incident between Ensign Oneit and uh, Lieutenant Shijin. Yes. 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 All right. I don't have my thing. No. Uh, Lieutenant Sejin has been pushed to the back burner Oh no. Oh no. Hang on. I think I've lost everyone. What is going on with Discord? Oh no! Stand by, I've lost Discord. Were you that shocked that I actually fucking remembered something that you just left? I just couldn't take your crap anymore. I had to go. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know why that happened, actually. There was <laughs> zero explanation for why Discord just effed off on me right there. Um, but I left off with you saying... Uh, had been put on the back burner. Yes. Yep. Uh, which is about where we stopped as we realized you had just fucked off on us. Yeah. Um, luckily, Twitch picked up without difficulty. So uh, I don't think Twitch yeah. dropped. I think it was just Discord. Yep. We're good. Uh, yeah. Twitch is aligned. Everything's back. Hello, chat. We're back. Welcome back. Um, yes. The incident between Lieutenant Jean and Ensign Oneat was pushed to the back burner given the priority of some of other things we were dealing with in the moment. That should be 
be handled rather sooner, what more sooner than later. Yes, unfortunately, we had a lot happen in very short order. I do put together a report for the commander here on that. In short, yes, one of our rather hot-headed Andorian officers, uh, to my knowledge, in the reports I've seen, there was a dispute about the chain of command, some differences in how to proceed, and a phaser fired at one of our most junior officers. And we can't have any of our officers shooting each other on away missions. Now that sounds like quite a full plate to hand you straight out of the airlock, Commander. But as I said, we're a small, tight-knit, overwound, complex ship. I understand. Have there been any disciplinary measures taken so far? Not as of yet. How long ago was this? Don't worry Sometime between three weeks and three months ago. Right. Three startings, who knows? <laughs> it was a while ago, but it wasn't like unreasonably long ago. Especially right. given the re- the, the uh, in game. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been longer than it should have been allowed to continue, unfortunately. From what I understand, you've your ship has repeatedly been between rocks and hard places, so I can't really imagine that it'd be easy to find mediation or disciplinary measures for small scuffles like this, regardless of how it happened. But And of course, the added complication that one of those involved was our exo's daughter. Understandable. That would cause a conflict of interest. I believe I heard that you... He'll pull up a pad with all of your information. Uh, You are first and foremost a counselor. I am. That's what I've been serving on other ships that I've been on thus far. Well, given, as you said, all the rocks and hard places we've been between, we've been rather short-staffed on counselors and even... Shorter staffed on those willing to go to them. I won't. I will give Desavi, a mental side eye to Dasavi without oh no, actually I was about to say, Dasavi yeah. psychically looks pointedly at Ambrose. <laughs> Perhaps I should do an evaluation on all of the seniors. As your position as first officer now, I think that would be appropriate. I welcome a fresh set of eyes into our crew. It would also help me get a handle on ship dynamics and how I may easily come into your crew without disrupting your flow. I know tight-knit ships like this tend to... um, be thrown by any kind of disruption. 
we've had a lot of turn order in this short mission we've been on. This ship was originally under the command of Captain Hage, Captain Jared Hage. That has not been too terribly long ago since I took command. Lieutenant Commander Dasavi here was elevated to acting first officer, and of course, now this reshuffling of the command staff, not to mention multiple uh, multiple shifts in senior officer positions, namely our science officers. I see. So quite a bit of changes in a short amount of time with under pressure and quite a bit of trauma. With all this going on, have any of you been evaluated formally since the mission started? I don't believe so, not formally, not beyond whatever observations our chief medical officer here may have made. I see. So we're all overdue. To just offer a friendly smile. I'll make sure to film that. Very good. I would advise, because I know you are new to your position, that there is a delicate balance that our good doctor here, I'm sure, can attest to. As to the line between your position as a doctor, counselor, and your position as first officer, see to it your eagerness as a counselor does not overshadow your responsibility as my first officer. I believe you can do both. As I said, it, there's a line. I will endeavor to keep both parts of my job coexisting. Doctor, is there anything more? Not that I You'll can of think course, of my head. You'll of course have time privately and through reports to divulge any extra information, as I said, transitionary period. Of course. My door is always open. I appreciate that. I imagine, as a counselor and our chief medical officer, that you will be well acquainted with each other. Indeed. Doctor, if you could give us the room. Yes, sir. She will. I don't. Commander Brooks. Do you prefer Commander Brooks, Dr. Eleanor? Professionally, I usually prefer to be called Brooks or Command, or Commander's going to be take a while to get used to, if I'm being quite. Well, but among friends, I'm usually called Lenny. What's that? Among friends, I'm usually called Lenny. Well, let's hope we can endeavor to getting you acquainted with 
friends aboard this ship. Captain Ambrose. My friends call me Captain Ambrose. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard a lot of good things about you, Commander Brooks. Your record does seem to speak for itself. I believe there is a reason for your promotion to commander and your fast rise to first officer. We share that distinction, I believe, through two very different means, reasons for quickening the pace of our commissions. Well, when emergencies happen, you have to act. Usually when you act appropriately, it's noticed. And B, what would you say distinguishes your career, Commander Brooks? Why are you here? Why are you my first officer? Overall or the sudden change that set me up? As a counselor, I'm sure you can appreciate that my response is whichever matters most to you. I would say that they saw benefit in a counselor being your first officer. There are other counselors in Starfleet. Why you? Because I'm exceptional. Mm, nice. You've seen my record. The ships I've served on. And the way that I've been able to handle away missions, even though they technically wasn't supposed to be going on them. Yes, I've heard you're more particular to staying aboard ship than being part of away teams. My skills serve better on ship than they are on a planet surface most of the time. I think we can work with that. There are some Starfleet protocols that will have to be bent a bit. Why do you think I'm here? I think you're here because there is a massive amount of political pressure coming from many different directions within the Federation, all aimed at this ship. You have a good record. I'm not saying you don't belong here, but I'm saying you were placed here. It's usually the captain's prerogative to choose their first officers. But as I also said before, we share a distinction. I was also placed here. The Federation has a distinct investment in this ship and the turnouts of your mission. 
I can only imagine they want to keep as close of a thumb on the pulse of this ship as they can. Yes. Well, I look forward to seeing that exceptional acumen you have for your position firsthand. We'll see if it applies to being a first officer. I know I'm an exceptional counselor. Two, in my perspective, two very different roles. But perhaps you'll find a way to marry them in an interesting way. And tell me one last question. I ask most people I work with. What were you doing the war? How did you serve? Hold on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do your homework on your captain. <laughs> no, I gotta pull up her sheet. Where'd it go? <laughs> she gotta do homework on herself. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was, I was saying she should have expected this question. <laughs> mm. She's been sitting for four sessions, so. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. <sighs> Still looking? No, I got it. All right. I was part of emergency medical away missions to retrieve fallen soldiers. I may not be a betazoid, but I can understand what your mind looks like, Captain. Yeah, there, there's definitely a, an extra level of of stealing himself and very pointed. Picard maneuvered. Yeah, yeah, not 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 in necessarily a purposefully intimidating way, but definitely like digging in, like not actually using telepathy to dig into your brain, but really focusing and trying to get the measure of Brooks here with that statement. Yep, she's meeting his stare head on. That is quite a service record. Somebody who was frequently wounded in the war. Thank you for your efforts. It was my privilege. And if you ever want to talk about it, or not talk about it, I'm pretty good at helping. I look forward to working with you, Commander Brooks. Go get acquainted with your new duties and the crew. Thank you. Dismissed. Of course, Captain, and she'll leave. All right. 
the last thing that I wanted to do. Uh, so Silva heads back to her quarters. Um, been having kind of a day, you know, lots been going on. Gets into her quarters. Um, goes to turn on the lights and they don't turn on. And you check real quick the, the console and it's, the lights don't turn on. Um, head over to the, uh, to the, to the, your, your little area where you've got the, uh, like your little office space and, uh, the chair turns and this gentleman here, Mr. Thomas is sitting in the chair. Um, ah, Lieutenant Silva. I'm glad you made it out. I think we should talk. And I don't have everything else unless you want to say something. I mean, uh, it seemed like you were going to cut there. Uh, That's a good place no. to cut, but I was going to give you a chance to say anything if you want to. Uh, I think she's going to say, oh, we definitely should, and cross her arms. Uh, and surreptitiously touch her combat badge. Okay. And we'll edit there. That's I was gonna edit there and and we'll we'll pick it up from the from there next scene. Awesome. Love it. All right. Um remind me that we picked up with uh we're gonna be picking up with a chase. <laughs> <laughs> uh the chase to the ship. Um what moment stands out most to you this evening? We did a lot tonight. A lot <laughs> we did. It was very dense. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I made a I made a specific note. Uh, the uh, the one one of the one of the first scenes with Kendall and uh, Tana, I thought was really cool. I did uh-huh. that. that like, like that scene way dropped. I it would continue to drop it. Just ran with it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was good for a for a fluff scene. Though that was really really you know for a scene that we I, I asked if you could do some fluff, uh, Brian. That was an we got some we good. got some great character development out of nowhere there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure we didn't learn some things about about the doctor. I don't know if those are true things about the doctor or not, but we may have learned some about the doctor. <laughs> uh, Listen, we need to stop talking about my mother right now. <laughs> I loved that line. Yeah, what were we saying, Ryan? You're talk to a communications officer and not get her to communicate. Right. I don't, I, I don't do fluff scenes. I do character building scenes. Sure, which is fine. That was, that's, that's one of the reasons I figured I'd pair her with you anyways, because one, we don't see Kendall enough, and we wanted to get some more Kendall stuff out into the open before anything happens with that character. Uh-huh. Um, and I figured it would be a good chance to, you know, to get you and 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 actual Kendall, you know, yeah, conversing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I definitely, I definitely want more of Ta- uh, Tana. I think she's an interesting character. I want to see more of her. Yeah. Um, anybody else have a moment that stands out to them? Yeah, dropping the spoon head. Oh mm. yeah. Oh man. Oh man, that's gonna be great. <laughs> and that has so much great potential. <laughs> Yeah. Like a little hardcore racism. <laughs> I have to figure out how uh, how Ambrose is gonna is gonna react to that. Uh, I really like the idea of Eleanor uh, dropping that she wants to do workups of the crew. I don't think we should do all of them on screen, but I think we could do like one or two interesting, or two or three interesting ones. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's a great idea. 
So, yeah, but I'll, I'll let you guys discuss in the in the chat between sessions who you think would be the most interesting to get on on camera. Um, that's something that it gives you guys an opportunity to really figure out how you want to what, what kind of info you want to dump on the on the scene. Sure. Yeah. So, anybody else? You got one, Evan or Kendall? Um. I just want to add, Eleanor is really interesting too. Uh, Which one? Wait. Eleanor. I, yeah. Eleanor was really, that whole scene was really interesting, and I, yeah, I, I, I uh, that was Eleanor. a good response to the uh, to the captain. Uh, uh, the I know you're. I I I I know I may not be a bad guy, but I can I know what's going on in your mind. Whatever it was, I can <laughs> I can see inside your mind or whatever the line was. It was a good line. I like that line. It, it was a good line, whether it was. A good line, <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what impression left. Right. I, the, I watch Ambrose being off his off his game. So, yeah. Uh, Eleanor has a tech that, but um, yeah, that was fun getting to really play them. Yeah. Yeah, Tano is is was and still kind of. Mentally, still isn't the Jorn resistant. So, yeah, that character in Silva could uh, could have some interesting conversations. Yeah, could. But to be honest, I like that Kendall. I like the idea of Kendall and Tana becoming friends, just yeah. because they are so different. Uh, yeah. you know, the thing about I, Silva, I think, Tana, I think Silva, Jisa, and Tana could have like a, a for lack of a better term, a dick waving contest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, between the three of them that could be some interesting someone's getting shot in that away team mission <laughs> that would that would end so badly <laughs> uh, it'd right. be so much fun but it would be such a bad time yeah uh let's see what if you could change one thing about the session what would it be it didn't make any sense for it but i really wanted that conversation with Foxwell to also involve O'Connor and Tong. Oh yeah. I was sitting in O'Connor's head, listening to that going, go wrong. <laughs> he didn't choose to be in Starfleet. The hell she didn't. We put her through, we put her through Academy. Yeah. Yeah. But did she put her through it willingly? <laughs> she, she agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did she feel as though she I mean, had a choice? Yeah, it was kind of agree or we're going to turn you off. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> so you go through Starfleet Academy um, and you die. No, it, it, it would have been interesting. Were... Yeah, go ahead. I believe I recall her saying that she looked forward to the experience. Yeah. yeah I don't remember her being resistant. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah. It no. would have been interesting to see other people's perspectives on Foxwell because we really didn't get much out of him. No. Uh, I came on yeah. as a player character and i know I don't, I don't think you felt all that confident in using him as a dedicated npc of your own you don't use a lot of your own npcs especially right. aboard ship um i i think it i think over this entire course that we've had foxwell i think there was a ton of opportunities to do more with him uh and and really kind of play out how different people react to the notion of whether eva is sentient or not and right. react to the notion Foxwell being so adamant that she's not right uh, because Ambrose 
ultimately doesn't really care. He's more about the security concerns of having a sentient starship. Sure. Uh, and he's only kind of just come around to, yeah, she's probably sentient and that's terrifying, but <laughs> um, okay. I, I and can almost assure us. I, I can be fairly assured yeah. about that. Like one, I didn't want to, I don't want to take part of the reason I don't play a lot of NPCs is because I don't want to take away the screen time from you guys. Um, especially with shipboard NPCs, you guys cover all the, the bases. I only took on Foxwell because he'd already been on screen as much as he was. Um, and I needed someone to take in that position. Like we had, we had talked about getting these things going with, with uh, having Eva go through the Academy stuff and wanted all that done. So that's why he was there. And then I like the idea of him going back and being like, okay, this project has to end. We, we can't do this project anymore. This is, there are too many implications like in the real world application. This is too scary. Um, and I'm pretty sure we'll see Foxwell at least probably probably only one more time, but we'll probably see Foxwell one more time uh, in season three. Um, when- it's just interesting because Ambrose response was pretty much. Yeah, I know. This is what I've been saying. Right. right. <laughs> but it would have been interesting to see other PCs do a better job of sticking up for Eva. Yeah. Because I mean, Ambrose really didn't. There were quite a few conversations in on screen about about oh, yeah. yeah so um i don't know how much more we really could have gotten out of foxwell without having him be a player character um because again i don't want him to overshadow anybody you know what i mean he was mm. he, right he was there I, I think you to facilitate a few things and that was about it i think you can use npcs to do a really good job of directing the the narrative sure um, I just wasn't sure what, like I said, I don't, didn't know where to take that anyways, because again, it was never a planned out thing. It was just, here's a yeah. character I have to deal with. So, um, the only thing I missed with Foxwell was I would have liked to have had some, uh, we had, you, we had talked about a story arc that involved some kind of, you know, midship coup, uh, that I like thought would have been kind of neat for Foxwell, but I don't know that, that story ever really has fit in anywhere yet. So. Um, and yeah. I really wanted Foxwell off the ship. I needed him off the ship, especially now that we have someone who can take his place, another PC who can take his place. Um, we've got right. we've got Tong and we've got uh, Tana and we've got O'Connor, and I think we've got plenty. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, argue about it, but I, I disagree with Jack. I think he got just enough screen time. Yeah. <laughs> we always do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there might have been able to do more with him if I'd had a better plan, but I, that wasn't there. So, mm-hmm. all right, if you could change anyone, anything about the session, what would it be? Anybody else? Um, I feel like the session could have used more tension. I feel like uh, we had a lot of good like interpersonal scenes. I wish like interrogating the Romulan had been a bit more of a back and forth rather than him just spilling his guts instantly. There wasn't um, really you guys didn't push him hard on any actual facts. Like he told you yeah. guys the I I exposized some plot and that's about all I did. Yeah, and I wish it could have been a bit more yeah tension, you know more i didn't want it to devolve into roles though i, I didn't know how to mm-hmm. I, didn't, no, I didn't really I, have I, a lot for him to, to hold on to without evolving into roles and that's so. fine i just wish that it would have i don't know i wish it, you you as you mentioned it was very expositive yeah. i kind of wish it was less expositive yeah I like i said i could have ran with that scene for another two or three hours <laughs> you were getting to the point where if any if you were trying to get any additional yeah. information out of it would it would have required roles and it would have been a contested yeah. thing and it would have been yeah I, I, I sensed that and I knew it would 
it could lead to bogging things down. So it could have led to more tension, but I felt like I was already talking way too much for yeah. the entire scene. Um, I don't, I don't think you're wrong, Ryan. I think there, there should have been, there, there could have been spots where there was more tension. I think some of the characters that were having these moments had a lot. I, I think there was tension with the Savi. I think there was tension with some of the stuff Ambrose was doing. Like, I think there was tension for some of the characters, just not for everybody. I loved that conversation. So, that is, that was my jam. <laughs> Interpersonal stuff was great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And that, that's there. You know, there is there is tension in con in, in interpersonal conflict. There's inner inner tension. It's one of the types of conflict in writing. So sure, maybe I maybe it's just that I didn't get to take part in much of yeah. Much you of, you unfortunately did not have a lot of that this session. Yeah, so. I, I, tr- I tried. I would have I I would have liked to have seen uh I would have liked to have had a scene with Elizabeth. I don't know what that scene would have been. Um. And I know we still have a scene that I'd like to see with Yezabeth and Ambrose. Um, that didn't fit in the session. Yeah, I had a whole scene I wanted to do with Yezabeth tonight. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's still room for that in the next session. Um, there just wasn't room for that in this session because we were running out of time. Um, the scenes were all great. I really enjoyed every scene, pretty much every scene. A couple of them dragged on a little longer than I would have liked. Um, but they were going well and you guys were having fun with them, so it didn't bother me any. Um, there's a lot of chat in the chat, which I thought was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So hi chat. Um uh anybody else have anything they would change about the session? Kendall, anything you would change about the session? I think you're you and bra uh, you and Jack are the ones who haven't said anything. I can't think of anything. Okay. Jack? What my brain's also turning to slushy right now. It, it is that time of night. So is yeah, yeah. I I've, I've said before, I thrive at these post-game shows. Like I could do a whole like hour, hour and a half post-game yeah. show. Um, but Everyone else turns to pumpkins pretty quickly. In my other games, um, in my in-person games, I do tend to go a bit longer. I have a whole bunch more questions I normally ask that are, you know, about motivate character motivation and all that stuff that I felt like when I've asked you guys that they've just kind of um, they haven't hit, so I don't ask them anymore. I do have a very lot of fun with that conversation with Eleanor and Ambrose. Yeah, that was really fun. I really enjoyed, my my biggest highlights of tonight were Sylvan Tong. I thought that was a great scene. I really loved that scene. Uh, I really enjoyed the debriefing with Mendek, but that's probably because he did 60% of the talking and I did 35. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, the Eleanor and Ambrose scene, I thought was perfect for bringing on uh, a new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I always really liked, and I know not everybody agrees, but I always really liked when uh, Picard met somebody new and he was like super hard ass Picard and was giving him a bad time and like, you need to prove yourself. And mm-hmm. um, I, I I really enjoyed that. So I, I tried to, you know, draw from that when bringing new people on uh, as best at, as it can be played out. And I really think Eleanor hit that and pushed back and ran with it. And I had a lot of fun with, yeah. with that interaction. I, like I said, I don't think I had any scenes. I didn't think were good. I think every scene hit a note. I think every scene had a character progression. Um, I can't think of any scene that didn't progress a character in some way. Um, so I, yeah, actually, I feel- what's that? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was, I, I, I really enjoyed that. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think this is a really good session. I think we, we, we did a a lot of of development, a lot of plot development and character development. We basically made a fruitcake of a scene. <laughs> Super dense. 
Yes, it was a very dense episode, which is why we didn't take a break. I didn't feel like it, if I took a break, I didn't feel we'd be able to maintain the momentum. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the only thing I would change, and this comes down to a difference in GM philosophy. I love NPCs as mm. my way of getting in and directing in character and, and providing uh, a way for players to be reactionary to new circumstances more yeah. readily. Uh, because I know, especially in the beginning of this episode, I didn't feel like we had much direction coming off of yeah. a lot happening. So it kind of felt like we were we were up here and then we were suddenly down here, but yes. we didn't have any resolution for anything that just happened. And that is partially so, I, one of the reasons I didn't want to jump into. I didn't want to end the last session when we did because I wanted to come down last episode. So we come into this episode at a, a more even pace. Um, uh -huh. And that's just, you know, I, I spent the, the week before this trying to figure out what one doing homework mostly, but trying to figure out how to, how to tie this episode together. And I had a scene with Aralani um, to, 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 to do some things, but I didn't want to get it too early because then it sets up things too early. And yeah, um, this is the only show, the only game I don't use NPCs very much. Like it was, uh, this is a complete experiment. Like I've never run a game where I had players play this many characters. I've never had a game where I've had, where I've had been this hands off on, on the NPC side, but it's, um, part of that is I'm challenging myself to see how the game runs and it has become too easy to not play the NPCs. Um, which is why the last couple episodes, like the Hadali and that kind of stuff, the, the Mel, I've added more NPCs into the story stuff because I'm, I, one, there needs to be more bad guys who talk. Um, and two, like, you're not wrong in that it needs, some of that needs to drive some of the story forward, but you guys play so many characters. Um, if I add too many NPCs in, then I end up taking away screen time from a character, from a player. And that's not ideal. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, again, it's, this is the only game I've ever done this with. And it's a, uh, it's a learning curve. So. I mean, we, we've shown that we can do filler episode interpersonal conversation episode yeah. week after week after week uh but eventually i get to the point where i feel like i need something to happen to be reactive yes to. yeah this episode really this whole episode is was about resetting from the last episode um and just catching up on the crap we hadn't done like i do have stuff for the upcoming episodes like there's we're not we're not done with stuff um i just needed to we needed a, we needed the crew needed a reset because we've pushed and pushed and pushed for the last what six yeah. or eight sessions six or seven sessions mm -hmm. um and we've had breaks so we've missed a lot of opportunity to close stuff out and i felt really bad watching kendall watch us all play <laughs> that was fun i knew what i was getting into yeah you warned me ahead of time it's just a lot of sessions to not be able to to have a whole lot to do so i'm super glad to have you as a full member of the party now and Yay. me too yeah all right. I don't have anything else. Any of us have anything you want to add to this conversation? Or no, a different, take the conversation in a completely different direction? Talk about geese or something? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait to terrorize the rest of you with the mafia. Yeah. I do, I do want to talk about uh, uh, the being about reactive storytelling, as uh, Jack was talking about. We could do mm -hmm. that if you want, if, unless it's got a lot to contribute to this, to this, we oh. can talk about it after. Yeah, we could do that after. All right. Um, you you question <laughs> you asked the question if anybody yeah i know it's fine um i just meant to like you know me and um, brian um, could sit here and argue all night <laughs> right right um so with that uh 
I don't have anything else. Uh, we'll talk some stuff off camera. And uh, again, if you want to, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, uh, follow us on YouTube, on Twitch. Um, anything you can do to support the show really helps. Uh, even if you just tell other people about it, that's that's fantastic. Um, we're available on podcast anywhere uh, on all the podcast networks, uh, including uh, we're on Alexa now. We're on uh, Pandora, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Um, the show does really well on that. And I'm so glad to have so many people that listen to the show. Uh, it's amazing. There are new episodes coming out every Monday, uh, probably through at least February, or February, at least through the end of November, probably through the mid to end of December, because I'm behind. I was behind on episodes. Um, if you want to catch the newest stuff, obviously you can watch it live. Uh, otherwise, go back and catch the the, the back episodes. Um, we just I just released, I think, the ML episode on Monday. Um so that's a that's a really good episode. I think that's I think probably so far my favorite episode of the season so far as far as the story goes. Anyways, um, I thought you guys did a great job in that story and everything else. I thought it was a good one. Um, and that was the introduction of Kendall uh, as an NPC on our show. So go back, check that out. Uh, watch the show, share the show with all your friends. Check us out at Studio Tembo uh, on all the places. I'm on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those things. Um, also feel free to check out Jack's show, the people's Ascension, uh, on YouTube. And I believe you're also on Twitter and on, are you on Facebook? Uh, I, I made a Facebook account like a year and a half ago and I've not posted a single thing there. So you can find me there, but I'm very quiet. Right. Uh, but Twitter is where I hang out at PPLS Ascension because the people's Ascension doesn't fit in their naming right. uh, situation. Uh, I also have discord. I will drop my drum link again, but yeah, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, youtube.com slash all kinds of jibber jabber. So come give me uh, a follow on YouTube so I can get a helpful uh, proper URL. Yeah. And also there's all kinds of fun game stuff in there if you're looking for new uh, new TTRPGs to check out and interviews and Let's Plays and all kinds of fun stuff. And if you want to join me on Discord, you can join me on Discord at Studio Tempo as well. There's a Studio Tempo Discord uh and uh you can find a link for that in the uh, the link tree um all right that's it for me uh yeah i guess uh say good night everybody so long thanks for all the fish hi everybody good night.